Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew, and we are rolling old school with a freestyle Friday, man. Having some good times. Got some tasty beverages and a whole bunch of sports to catch up on. So let's go ahead and get everybody up in this bad boy. First and foremost, woo! His 49ers might be beat down, but he's still up and around. Oh, Randy Giggity Giles, what's up, brother? No, not a whole lot. At this point, uh, I'm more excited the fact the Mandalorian's back than watching 49ers football. Dude, that first episode was so incredibly good. Oh, holy yeah. holy and then, then crap, the man. The ending itself, I just kind of just like, I know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I, I didn't watch it when it, first, uh, when, it, when it first released, right? So I was trying really, I was determined to avoid any spoilers, right? Because it feels like that show, they're really great at like sneaking in reveals and having mm-hmm. these big moments. So I was like, please don't let anybody ruin the Mandalorian for me. Uh, and nobody did. Nobody did. I saw people write about it, but they did it in a way where it was like, if you hadn't seen it, like you didn't know. You just knew something was coming, which I'm okay with. I mean, because like, you figure something's going to happen in there. But they really have done such a great job with that show. It's such a tremendous job. The way it's written, the way it's set up, and... I, I just I like I feel like I can't say enough positive things about it, and I loved, 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 loved the um, the way that they basically used sign language with the Tuscan Raiders. Right, like that, I, I that thought, was actually really cool. That that was brilliant, and it it makes so much sense. And you're almost like, why didn't you do that before? <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> so that that was fun, but uh, so happy it's back. So all right, all right, all right. I guess we need to get Mark in too. You know, right? I mean, it's been a while, Mark. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. There you go. Gotta have your music. And I know Mark has some sign language probably for the refs from the end of that Tampa Bay Giants game. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) You're not calling in number one, are you? I'm probably not. (laughs) You ready to hit your cue, brother? Yes, sir. All right, three, brew and fun. (laughs) Woo! There you go. Woo. It's kind of a mellow woo. Kind of a mellow woo. It has been well, a hell of a week, though. It, it has been. Remember, it seems like when we did it Friday last time on Zoom, like it seems like Zoom somehow like 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 mellows my like woo. Like they don't let me go full woo. Yeah, it must be. A, <laughs> what's your woo telling you? They're, um, they're anti woo. Discrimination, man. I'm not okay with it. It's probably one of those like. You know, volume limiters or volume <laughs> adjustment things where it automatically uh, tries to balance out uh, exactly. your loudness. So, which we're both pretty loud. So, uh, I don't yeah, know. I don't know that would, some would say. Yeah, Zoom can't stop us. It can only only hope to contain us, as they say. <laughs> we'll mm. And we'll see if anybody else shows up. Shannon's out of the fire pit or something. So I don't know if he's going to show up uh, randomly. Maybe maybe late. Maybe late. But we'll see. Anyway, so uh, obviously a lot to get to, a lot to address, but I think... Well, real, real quick, oh, before you go, ahead. Do, I, that's, you're talking about The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, new, new season of Fargo. It's phenomenal. Chris <laughs> Rock, um, he's, he's just, he's beast in this. It's so, it's so good. So, uh, you know, eventually you're going to get there, and uh, I'm excited for you. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, just, just uh, let you know. Can't wait. <laughs> the nice thing about Fargo, it's an anthology series, so you don't have to really follow the other seasons you can just watch the one and be good exactly or i can just not watch it at all it's perfect (laughs) i'm just waiting i'm just waiting for the mark recap (laughs) 
I think behind Mark, that movie Mark screen does, that Mark, Mark got does not right sound there. impressed by that comment. <laughs> <laughs> I think behind his movie screen, we're seeing he's probably holding up his uh, saying he's your number one right now. Yeah, number, number one. You know what's funny though is I really did like that movie, and you and I have talked about it, and I probably really would like the show, and I keep meaning to watch it. I just never get to it. One day, but I, I don't know. I, it, I I feel like it'll it'll be a fun day when we're actually able to talk about it because it's a damn good show. Yeah, one day, one day. There we go. One day. Fun factoid. Uh, we, we haven't gotten a lot of chance to talk about a whole bunch of college football either, but uh, obviously, uh, you know, the Rona roller coaster is real for everybody, whether it's the NHL, the M- MLB, the NBA, the NFL, clearly. But Trevor Lawrence, of course, testing positive and, and missing the game, and then he's going to be out versus Notre Dame. And, well, kind of the fun reason I bring it up uh, is the last time the Irish hosted the number one team in the nation was, you know, the Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush, USC team. Mark, you remember what that game was? The Bush Push. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, point of curiosity, Clemson's won 36 consecutive regular season games and 14 straight on the road. Notre Dame uh, has their own little streak, 14 straight home games. So, one of those going to end. And uh, we'll see how that shakes out. I do feel a little bit for uh, Lawrence in the, in the sense that uh, I don't know how the Heisman stuff's going to shake out. It's, only, it's really unfortunate to think in the middle of a pandemic – that a player of his caliber uh, that's had the success he has could conceivably, you know, win championships and all this other stuff and never get a Heisman. Right. You know, for missing a couple games because he's got the Rona. And, and hopefully, you know, he doesn't have any, you know, repercussions or any lingering issues, none of those things. But it's kind of weird, I think, given context. So we'll see how the season shakes out. But anywho, so do we bet, do we bet cleanup first? Actually, you know what I really want to talk about? I really, Mark, I really want, I really want the aftermath of of the uh, the Bucks Giants. Because no, I got to tell you, man, you know we're we're dealing with a division that sucks. Yep. Uh, we know that the Eagles are <laughs> the Eagles are a dumpster fire. The Redskins are a, a you know a leaky porta potty. Dallas is just a sewer drain. I don't even think it wants to be down in that sewer drain. Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's just a mess. That whole division is a mess. Right, but I, I will say this: the Giants aren't good, but I do believe they're playing hard for Judge. I, you know, Judge I think has done a commendable job. We can talk about the flaws of the roster or some issues that they have, but they've played some people pretty tough. And no, I'm I'm, I'm happy to give all my thoughts on that that game. So mm-hmm. I mean, I. I uh yeah no i mean your points are all great um i totally agree that they are playing hard uh there's obviously um on, on both teams and pretty much across the, the world with the nfc east uh some some talent discrepancies um a little bit so, you know play, playing playing the best with what they got uh is, is is not saying a lot um and so um yeah i mean that game they they, they battle i mean that, that was clearly the best the best they played so far this year, uh, the most complete game, um, still had plenty of flaws, plenty of, you know, uh, things to be bothered by. Um, so, I mean, it was by, by, by no stretch, you know, uh, a phenomenal game. Uh, but you know, we, we definitely saw, um, they were making holes for the run game. The run game was having success. Uh, you know, you, you all got to see, you know, some uh, some some Alfred Morris uh, action. <laughs> good old Elmo. And uh, <laughs> he had a couple of good runs. Gallman was was getting holes. 
the the pass game was you know nothing super exciting in terms of you know still mostly quick pass, passes but they they did they did have some cre- creative plays they had a really uh a really creative uh uh wide receiver pass where like you know i think it was tate i think threw it back across the field to somebody and uh he, he got pops um so i mean he took it on the reverse and then he just like he was standing there and it took, it took a second but he just waited just the right amount of sound Mm-hmm. Right up cross field, so they, I think they did a good job uh, flexing some creativity. A lot of uh, wide receivers and even tight end reverses for Ingram. So I don't know. They played their best game on, on both sides of the field. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I probably got a little feisty in chat, but I, I felt like uh, <laughs> a little bit kind of bit. insulting the Giants. Say that's uh you know the well clearly the you know the Packers or, or excuse me the, the the Bucks were not you know taking this game seriously. And I was like. Well, Maybe that's part of it, but I also think the Giants are showing up pretty good, definitely playing their best <laughs> game. So it's maybe a, a hybrid of the two things. Not, well, not... and I didn't knock the Giants. I, I just I know, felt I just I felt like the Bucks <laughs> didn't put their best foot forward. Like they just were like, "It's the Giants. It's the NFC East. We're just gonna walk all over them." And the Giants were like, "You know what? Fuck you. I'm gonna pop you in the mouth, and I'm, we're gonna play our asses off, and we're gonna put you to the test." Look, I, 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 so, so I think I feel like you're saying without without having said it, you were saying you were saying the same thing. As, as me just without including the Giants so yes it was a it was the perfect storm of the Bucks not taking them seriously and the Giants being like all right screw you we, we're, we're still an NFL team and uh we can show up and compete with you any given you know Thursday well, and, and it's uh, just like the uh what the Monday night is it the Monday or Sunday night game where it's the Patriots and the Jets do you honestly think the Patriots are probably going to walk in and take the Jets seriously I, I, think I, I, I don't think the, I, in Patriots of teams of old <laughs> this year, you never know, dude. Right. Exactly. Sure yeah, this year, who knows? Um, but it's just like it, it's these types of games that we're seeing that sometimes the lesser team isn't, you know, they're like, well, this is just how the season's gone. So yeah. whatever, this team sucks. We're going to walk all over them. And next thing you know, it's like, wait a second, what the hell just happened? Sure. So, well, so no, I, I totally get it. And you're, not, you're, you're, you're not wrong. Uh, so I, I'm, not, I'm not pretending like I think, I mean, Bucks full strength, like, you know, playing their best game. Of course, the Giants can't compete. Uh, so it, it, it was a hybrid of the two. But I, I think the Giants came in with a good game plan. They 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 sure as hell were taking it seriously. They're not just laying, laying down. Uh, like 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 Captain said. You know, I think that the Giants are, are playing feisty for Judge. But but I mean, the crux of it still is Jones throws two inexcusable picks yeah. and just decisions that I mean that I, 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 the the were kind of laughing at each other at one point when they got thrilled because he threw the ball away, but. I get it. I do too. I did too in that exact same spot. It was yeah. late in the game after he'd already thrown the two picks because I just, I understand. I love any player that's got the competitive spirit of always wanting to make something happen, but there's got to be points in time where you just know. And, and when, you know, there, there's a difference between a risky pass and a pass that just, the risk to reward ratio on both of his interceptions were just nowhere close to worth it. You just got to either take the sack or throw the ball away. They could have gotten away with one of them, but the second one really was the dagger. Obviously, they—they, they, I mean, kudos to him and the team for still giving themselves a chance, driving down late, beautiful touchdown pass and beautiful catch by, by Tate. Jones has flat, flashy moments. He has things that I like he about does. him, but the amount of games that he has with you know, again, I still I think it's still just the one game against the Redskins without a turnover um, last season. But well, he's got in twenty starts, he has thirty five turnovers. Yeah, and that that's just crushing. But <laughs> it, it's really funny because Donk Donk he's probably one of the main people I talk to uh, about about it. He's he's a really huge Jones fan. He mm-hmm. feels like 
to see him on on the, the Redskins uh, or see him on Washington. Um, I don't know. He just, he just thinks he got here. I don't think he's watched him a whole lot. I think he's just kind of seen bits and pieces here and there. Um, but uh, I'm like, dude, don't get me wrong. I like Jones. There's a lot of things I like about him. He ha- he has moments. Devastating. Exactly. It's 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 obviously it's it's Eli esque. Certainly, he's done nothing to. You can't put him. On, he, Eli did a lot more to earn what he was in the end. Um, Jones is only two years in. I, I'm not, you know, uh, or two years in for playing. Like I'm not trying to say I, I, I'm ready to throw the talent on him yet. But no, it's too soon for that. Not not even close. But it's just it's got to stop. It just does. Well. Uh, Right. Because he does so many good things, it just can't keep happening like this. What you want to see is some of that progression where it's like, okay, you've been in these moments. You've dealt with those things before. There are times you need to force the throw. Sure. But there are also times you need to make sure your team doesn't cough up the ball and give the other team great field position. <laughs> right? Exactly. In, the, in this kind of game where, I mean, all things considered for three quarters, the Giants were, I mean, relatively dominating. I mean, they, 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 were, they were keeping the Bucks. Uh, they're giving them short field, or, or excuse me, not giving them a short field. They were they were controlling the offense. They were they were moving the ball. Their, yeah. their run game and pass game was working. Um, even even when they had to you know, punt the ball away, usually it wasn't you know given luxury field position. So Giants were playing a phenomenal game uh, for for basically two and a half three quarters. But those two interceptions were just devastating, and and just just in, in situations where. It, it just cannot happen again. You, you can you can probably get away with one in that game. The second one really was the dagger. I mean, again, kudos to them for taking it down for the final drive, getting that great touchdown. Um, I will I will I will freely say what I've said all week after about the the the, the flag pickup on the on the two pointer. Um, I was I was pissed because you don't I just feel like you don't see that very often. You don't see flags like that picked up very often. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I will also freely admit, uh, real time, of course, it could the the call could have gone either way. I'm I'm not I'm not about to say oh it was absolutely the right call to pick pick it up. There was clearly no interference. I don't I don't think anybody could say that. But you also couldn't say it was blatant. How in the world could they have you know, overruled it? Um, I just feel like you don't usually see that. And I would say, while I don't think it, it wasn't remotely in a situation for a makeup call, the Giants got hosed on a couple of calls pretty badly earlier on in the game. Uh, I, I don't right now. I'm not remembering them, but there was one or two that were just just pretty horrendous. I think one was a well, yeah, one was a holding penalty early um, that just didn't make any sense, and then yeah. really across one of the early drives. Well, you know, it's one of those things that gets dicey because it's like, are you first of all, you, you threw the flag, so your first reaction was to throw the flag. Right? So you believe there was enough there to throw the flag. And is this, were they penalized because it wasn't a great throw? Because there, there's plenty of times you see, you know, pass interference and the ball don't look that catchable. <laughs> but they, yeah. they don't pick that flag up. And to me, it's almost like, I know it's a bang, bang play. And Winfield was in good position. And, you know, Lewis did have to slow down because the ball was behind him. Um, I mean, it, it hit off of, you know, Winfield's arm and he was right there. So it was bang, it was bang, bang. It was right. It was bang, bang. I, I certainly don't view it as an egregious issue. It's just, it's curious when you see the flag get thrown, if there's enough there to go, okay, I can see why they threw it. It just, it just, it, in the moment it felt weird. Um, it did. Uh, obviously judge was not happy about it. He had, in the post, <laughs> no. no, he was not I, in the post game. He was like, well, 
they made the right call when they threw the flag. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I was just, I was damn surprised. I was like, "What? All right, what's what's this conference about? Like, uh, what's what's going on here?" But but yeah, for somebody for somebody to believe that they saw it at at such an angle and convinced mm-hmm. <laughs> convinced the rest, <laughs> and like, no, no, it didn't happen. It's, it's got to be waved off, and for everybody to to go. I, I mean, that that was. I'm a bit hard pressed to believe that 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 seemed pretty surprising. That so. that's one where it 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 would have just been better had they just never thrown the flag. Yeah, and then people could have maybe complained about it, but it would have been like, <laughs> eh. yeah. So it it just felt a little bit odd, you know. Again, it, not egregious, yeah. um, but I, I think the reaction is really more to the throw, and that's another another thing with a young quarterback is you know the ball placement. I think back to that um, Carson Wentz touchdown throw to Boston Scott. Right to end that game, and think about the window he had to get that thing into Boston Scott, teeny, and you know Jones. Clearly, Lewis has a step. It's going to be a tough throw, but you got to lead the guy. Exactly. No, <laughs> absolutely, it was. It was not. I mean, obviously, it was not the right. So whether that's just throw. just a smidge of hesitation or just bad ball placement, it, it's tough because they, they really it, Jones appears to have some moments. I mean. You know, they got that touchdown with, what, 28 seconds left in the game. I mean, it, that was a – they handled their business. And, I, look, I, <laughs> I'm i not going to BS you, man. I thought the I thought the Bucks were going to run over that team. I thought Ooh. they were going to steamroll that team. So, uh, that was a, a surprise. And this is an uneven year. I mean, it absolutely is a strange football year. Uh, there's a certain degree of unpredictability any any given year with football. Um, but this it, this is an especially bizarro year in between COVID stuff and injuries and opt outs and just scheduling things. I mean, it's just it's just oddball. And there's not a whole bunch of teams where I absolutely fully believe in them. I don't know, man. It's just for whatever reason, for however the football gods, you know, and the stars aligned, you know, the Giants gave them a good game and they had an opportunity late to tie that. And who knows what happens after that? I do think part of the thing you you know yeah Tampa Bay's defense is legitimately good, true story, okay. But when you were talking about Jones, old Danny Dimes, what you do want to see is is the progression in those moments and the progression in those games, and whatever the roster flaws are, you know think about what Joe Burrow and the Bengals did against the Titans. I mean, I guess the Titans didn't take the Bengals seriously enough. Maybe they were due for a down game. Whatever teams have those. But you also have to give credit. You, you you go, God bless, man. Good job, Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Hellified win. Good work. You know? Yep. And I think what you want to see at some point out of the Giants in this division out of out of Daniel Jones is way to find ways to win a game. That's good. It's good to your competitive. Uh, and this is also the narrative for – and this is not a comparison of the teams. And this is not a comparison of the players. But the narrative when people talk about learning to win and learning to beat the good teams. This is part of that narrative that's hanging on, you know, Lamar Jackson, right? It's great to produce. It's great to win. It's great to beat stuff, but you got to beat the good teams and you got to, we got to win in the big moments. And just, it's just, I only bring it up for context, you know, and what you want to see out of the giants is yet they play hard. You want to see progression out of Daniel, uh, out of Jones. Is he making the same mistakes? And one of the most common refrains I felt like I heard on every talk radio show this week was you know he makes the same mistakes he like what is what is he learning how is he improving well you know he's two years in at some point you got to figure out 
you know, ways to cut down on the on the turnovers. You have to. Or you're going to be like Jameis Winston. You, you know, you're going to have these nice moments, but you can't trust this dude as a starter. <laughs> you got to cut down the turnovers, dude. You got to. Got no, to. And, and, Fumbles and, and, and picks I, and whatever. I, I, and it, it just feels like they got, a, they got a lot of close. You know what I mean? They got a lot yeah. of close. Um, he yeah. was close until the turf monster took him out the other week. <laughs> I still love that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> good old turf mom. I I really hope that one. Uh, you know, I hope that um, somebody went trick or treating and went up to uh, Jones's house or apartment dressed up as a piece of turf. That would have been fantastic. <laughs> That'd have been glorious. What are you, kid? The turf monster. <laughs> um, you just want to see the progression. I mean, think about the change in Miami this year, right? Think about the change in Cincinnati this year. Think about. You know, it, it just insert whatever team you want. Think about the changes in, it really, even Washington this year. Some of it is just understanding who you are, understanding the makeup of your team. Yeah, you got some flaws, but do you compete? Are you playing hard? Are you finding ways to win, or are you finding ways to lose? And some teams find ways to lose, period. And turnovers are one of the ways you find ways to lose, particularly if <laughs> particularly if they're self-inflicted. If it's a great play by a defender, you give credit to the defender and you go, well, that was a hell, that was a hell of a job by them. You know, that's not necessarily on them. But, you know, it, maybe maybe it's a harsh narrative for, you know, Danny Dimes. But you do think of there's a lot of almost woulda, coulda, shoulda, woulda plays. And a couple of moments where you're like, dude, don't throw that. Man. Come on. Come on. Just don't do it. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what's 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 pain? What's most painful? Um, again, in how shit the NFC East is. Uh, Terrible. They they very easily should have won the last two games. Um, the, the 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 Ingram drop from the week before that mm-hmm. you know basically salted the game away. Uh, you know, ironically, he, he had a play that was almost the exact same this week that he he did make the grab and it was a very nice grab. Uh, he, he's, he's, he can be so frustrating at times because he's super skilled, super yeah. gifted. Uh, but sometimes one of those guys just seems to miss the ones that he absolutely should make. Uh, but Rod Gardner I, approves that message. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he does. <laughs> um, you know, granted, certainly the, the Giants receiving core, uh, even including Ingram, is, is by no means a stellar receiving core. No, but getting Shepard back helps. Getting Shepard back has absolutely helped, and I'm glad he looks. I mean, I, I, he looks really healthy and definitely contributed right away. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Shepard, Darius Slayton, Golden Tate, and Evan Ingram—it's it's a competent bunch, and I, I like them. But you know, let, let's we're, they're they're no you know they're no Falcons. They're no you know. Uh, well, I mean, they're, the Falcons can't win either. Neither can the Cowboys. Uh, well, so. Of course they can't, and that's it's <laughs> uh, a great example of most embarrassing. At least, at least we're not the Falcons. Uh, Nobody chokes more. <laughs> nobody chokes more in this world, other than yeah. a porn channel. When it comes, to, you know what I mean. Choking so choking stuff out, man. That's it. It's the Falcons it's, and it's Pornhub. That's all. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty insane. And I mean, that's, I mean, really. I mean, the, the point to me of, of even just referencing that is, I mean, I didn't expect anything out of the Giants going into the season. Right. I was looking for as best as possible. <laughs> you know, four and twelve, five and eleven, something like that. Uh, six to ten or above would be probably exceeding expectations. Uh, so you know, it's 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 in some ways a lot. Of, like we talked about it before. I think it's it's almost easier going into a season like that, you know, because you know nothing's really gonna you know break your heart. Lo- losing losing Barkley so early in the season that that that, that was pretty devastating to me. Just because 
I always feel like, you know, even if the season's going to suck, well, at least we'll be able to watch, you know, Saquon Barkley. Oh, that went away pretty quickly. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, I'm still, I'm, I'm always Hey, but think about all the wear and tear they're saving that man on his body. Uh, yeah, no, it's true. I mean, honestly, it's true. And uh, you're not wrong. Um, and we get, get you know, out, out sightings. Uh, but, uh, no, I mean, I, the, the, the Bucks were 13 and a half point favorites. I certainly would have. I say, what have I did to take the Giants and the points? I absolutely strongly believe that they would keep yeah. it within that. But there's, there's certainly no part of me that's going to pretend that I thought that they would be winning for, you know, the, the majority of the game. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I was definitely proud of the efforts, and I think you're absolutely right that they're playing Harvard Judge. Uh, they but, are. Yeah, pretty, pretty, you know, pretty unfortunate to to see both games, you know, salted away by. Yeah, you know, the Ingram drop and just you know. Hey, but at uh, least second, you got second INT from Jones just can't happen. <laughs> at least you got that win against the uh, you know the WFTs, the Wifts. I like to call we, them the Wifts. We 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 did. We yeah. got that one. We'll get another one on Sunday. So yeah. <laughs> maybe you might. You might. We will. We will. Yeah. Uh, maybe this time it'll come down to another two point conversion and the uh, Wifts will deliver. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> <laughs> Never know. Uh, uh, but I mean, real quickly, I'll say my piece on, yeah. on Jones. Um, so I think in time it, it will come, it, he'll get to the point where he's gonna be like, okay, I got to take the sack or, okay, I have to just throw it away and be done with it. I get, he's trying to force, t- take the team on, put him on his back. He's clearly, he's not good enough yet, but he'll get there. I mean, think about how long it took Alex Smith to actually become semi-serviceable to where he could actually help the team. Well, there was also a lot of organizational turmoil early in his career. True. I mean, especially considering some of those god-awful coaching. (laughs) uh, Yeah. But the point is, is that it's not impossible for him to just, as he gets more experience, as he finally finds his groove and starts understanding just the flow of the game a little bit better, He'll get to he'll he will get there. He's going to get to that point where he's going to start making those times where he's throwing it away or just. Well, he better. Up. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> he he's just finally taking the sack and be like, okay, I can't do anything with it, or at least take off running, if anything else, instead of trying to just throw in you know a dart in the you know through a needle at, at this point because there's no way. Not a lot of quarterbacks, unless you're like Mahomes or Rogers, can usually fit it into something. I mean, a tight window like look, that. Look, Mahomes is out there throwing underhanded touchdown passes, man. <laughs> like, what, what the know, hell, dude? As, as much as I dislike the player, I can't, you know, can't go against his skill, yeah, his that, skill level. It's like playing Madden, for Christ's yeah, sake, I on mean, rookie level. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, Rodgers and Mahomes are just filthy. I mean, the, the, yeah, some, Russell's doing it this year, yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, it's, Russell you know, Wilson. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of guys in the league that just legitimately – just make throws where you're like, well, let me rewind that. I got to watch that again. My, my, and Mahomes does it a ton. But granted, the Chiefs, I mean, they're a great team. They're a legitimate, they're legitimately a great team. So he's a great quarterback on a great team. Uh, and that makes him that much better. You know, Jones has flashed some upside. I, you know, like I think it would – look, let's be real. The NFL is very impatient. And fan bases are very impatient with quarterbacks and young quarterbacks they need time to learn the game to grow the game to learn to win you know the situational football and and just all the stuff that goes into that to me he's shown enough that you you keep going and like I wouldn't write him off yet I guess maybe there's some scenario where if they happen to have the one pick but 
you know, then you can make an argument. But just that doesn't mean Trevor Lawrence is going to roll into the NFL and be, I don't know, just for fun, Joe Burrow. <laughs> Maybe or he, Herbert, for that matter. Yeah, I mean, or Herbert. Who knows? Justin Herbert's done a hell of a job. I mean, Absolutely. my, I mean, my God, Herbert yeah. and Burrow are just—they're ridiculous. Uh, I, 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 I'm a huge Burrow fan. I was, yeah. I was a huge fan before he came to the NFL, and was very optimistic for him <clears throat> to have fine success. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Bengals are what the Bengals are, and we were, you know, that's they're <laughs> uh, they're 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 pretty rough. He is doing some impressive work there, and yes. I'm excited to see what he can continue to do. Um, Imagine what would happen if he got an offensive line. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, eventually, eventually, eventually we'll, we'll, we'll see him, you know, on a, a good team with with a good offensive line, and and that that could be very entertaining and potentially very scary for some other teams. Well, don't forget that with the Bengals, I know they don't have a good record, right? And you know, the old thing, you, you are what your record says you are. But for a team that is not good, that's got a young quarterback, right? What you want to know is how much fight do they have, right? Sure, and the Bengals are two five and one, but four of those games have been low single digit losses. It's not like Close, they're getting yeah, yeah they're not, they're, not they're, like they're, they're, they're battling. You're right, right. You're right. They're not getting eradicated, you know. And and Burrow has done a hell of a job. And yeah, uh, obviously losing Mixon for a bit hasn't helped them per se. But I, I, I really liked early in the season when I I think they lost two in a row, and and it, when his, his comment to the press was like, I don't I don't like losing. Yeah, uh, I think it's the first time in my career I've lost two games in a row. I don't like this losing thing. I'm not mm-hmm. used to it, and I'm not going to get used to it. No, he, he's got a great head on his shoulders. Yeah. He is a, he is a competitor. Um, I obviously, I mean, I respect the hell out of him for his Heisman speech. I mean, he he, you know, when he talks about you know, he great helps you know, brings so much attention to raising money for food shelters, and you know, clearly it was all about his team and his teammates. He's mm-hmm. he's not remotely a you know, it's all about me kind of guy. So there's so much to like about the guy. So I, I'm hopeful and excited to see him have a, a fun career in the NFL. But uh, yeah, good on him for making the Bengals, you know, fun to watch. I mean, I, but, yeah. I, I, I'm sticking with that. I've had the NFL package for the last three or four years. I've tuned in to, to a handful of Bengals just to, to watch some of him. And, and he's, yeah, I mean, he, he's he's impressive. I, uh, and, and, and sorry, just switch real quick. Cause, no, go uh, ahead. Randy, Randy mentions if we're talking a bit about quarterback play. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, obviously, I can't take a thing away from Mahomes or Rodgers, but I feel like this season, maybe more than any other season, Wilson has just been just oh. asking me. Russell, Russell Wilson is at that point in his career where he he knows how to take care of his body. He knows how to read defenses. He's at maximum like skill set. You know what I mean? Like He's at that perfect intersection of his career with his physical ability, his mental approach to the game, all of it, knowing the system, all of it. That and DK Metcalf's an absolute beast. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, Metcalf can't be can't be ignored. No, uh, Christ Almighty, DK Metcalf is just absolutely a monster. I don't think we've recorded since he had since he had the chase down tackle. No, uh, that that's. I mean, <laughs> I feel like when when he got going uh, on that chase down, it, it looked like a video game. It looked like he hit the speed burst button for you know, about fifteen <laughs> yeah. yards to make up some grounds that just didn't make any sense. It just didn't make any fucking sense. I mean, I, I watched that play so many times on, on replay. I mean, he was coming across the field. He did, he shouldn't have had any momentum going in that direction. It, it just makes no sense. He should not have been able to come close to catching him. What just ridiculous efforts. And, and they, they mean, I, I thought, you know, you know, maybe they held him to a field goal. They didn't, they, they got nothing out of it. Right. Then they go on fourth and they got, 
So, I mean, he, he, that was massive for them. Let me see uh, if I can find this. They, they, they still wound up losing the game, right? But, I mean, that was still uh, – what a freaking play. Um, yeah, some of these just deep balls that, that Wilson just drops in perfectly to lock it. He, he puts so much arc on it, it just doesn't make any sense. He just drops it on a dime over top of the defender – Right in lock, lock its bread baskets. Look, man, look, look. He's Danny Werfel. Yeah, so- he's Danny Werfel <laughs> with a with a with a cannon. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, and the thing about Metcalf is, you got to. I mean, he just he showed why he ran the fastest forty in yeah. in, in the combine that year. But yeah. also, you look at the size of the man and the fact those long legs. He doesn't have to get up to full speed running his fat he can just sit there and get two or three yards per stride almost and let's be honest buddha baker has short ass legs and he's a safety so there was a really good chance that metcalf was catching him now if it was patrick peterson i don't think he would have caught him let me see if i have i'm hoping this is the actual audio from that (laughs) oh it's not it's not space right there was a tweet that that had the mic'd up thing but it's not uh Oh, yeah, maybe this one's got it. Let's see. How'd he catch my ass? <laughs> I'm tired of hell, boy. He ran me the f- down. <laughs> How'd he catch my <laughs> DK Metcalf's got some jets, dude. It sounds like a horse, horse guy. That's that's yeah. just. I mean, you can, I, I don't I don't know about saying like it, there, there there is always a pretty good chance that you know Buda Baker get chased out. I, I I know what you're saying that he has you know DB with short legs. That's fine and all, but there there's not many people that would have chased him down. No. Like, that was unbelievable effort. Um, and uh, I, you're, I mean, again, you're not wrong about Metcalf's physical gifts, and that that's that's what we saw there. And I mean, obviously, you know, anybody who's seen some of those pictures from. Uh, is that, I feel like that one famous picture with him, and I forget the other guy, the, the other uh, Bama guy, but uh, you know where they're just you know posing shirtless and he's ripped. Muscles are bigger than my head. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, so he's he's tall. You know, he's you know ripped like a mofo. Uh, his forty time again is what it is. He's absurdly fast. Uh, he's a pretty unfair weapon, and uh, yeah, adding that to an already stacked up uh, you know, Seattle offense. We well, there's plenty, plenty of fun weapons to go to. So yeah. we, I'm not going to, you know, ignore that. But that's still, you know, it does not take away that I mean, Wilson is just he's he's yeah. dropping dropping dimes. He's and it's video video game number so far this season. Yes. They're, they're having fun. They're they're pretty uh, pretty good team to watch. I love the tweet from Buddha Baker. It just says DK hawked my ass. Hashtag respect. <laughs> you know what's really interesting to think about is. Uh, Considering that Ole Miss had DK Metcalf and AJ Brown, how the fuck did they lose so much? <laughs> uh, yeah. Two amazing wide receivers like that, and you still you're not winning. It's like how are you not winning games with these two guys? Dude, think about some of the receivers that came out of LSU that barely got used. Oh, I know. You know. Oh, side note by the way, there's a uh, one of uh, my uh, former coworkers is just a monstrous LSU fan. And speaking of impatient, I love. Um, just the absolute like r- fan rage frustration. I, and look, LSU is not a good football team this year. <laughs> They're not. But I mean, how many people left that team to go to the NFL? Plus Joe Burrow. 
It's like, settle down, y'all. You won last year. Chill. <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? You were just going to walk over everybody again after losing all that talent? Settle down. Who the hell do you think you are, Clemson? Yeah, right? <laughs> but uh, anywho, how many people... That's DK Metcalf is going to be one of those guys that you're going to look back and you're going to... So many teams are like, how do we not take this dude? <laughs> like, how do we not take this guy? But the, I mean, the, how many times is Shannon going? We had a chance at Debo Samuel and DK Metcalf, and we didn't take him. Didn't take him. Um, or how, how many Bears fans say, <clears throat> I mean, Trubisky over Mahomes? Yeah, sure. <laughs> not only Trubisky over Mahomes, trading up to take Trubisky over Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's not it's, like that trade's working deck. out for much for us either, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you know that the, 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 all the woulda, coulda, shoulda with draft stuff, and it, you know part of it. To be fair, some of that, some players may get drafted in. You, you know, you can play this what if game, but they may not have the same success in another on another team. You know, uh, I mean, DK Metcalf has had the opportunity to grow, learn, and mature. Uh, clearly, the Seahawks are an offensive club at this point. Their defense is crap. <laughs> Their defense is terrible, right? But Russell Wilson is, is 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 like on another level with where he with just what he's doing, and that offense has to be because you can't count on that defense to do anything, okay? Uh, but think about the 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 reps and the work that they put in in the off season, working on timing, working on routes, working on this, and Russell Wilson has an incredible work ethic, oh, yeah. incredible. So not only do you have a, a wide receiver that has a tremendous physical toolbox and skill set. If he's dedicated to putting in the work with Russell Wilson, woo, and they stay healthy, man, great day. Well, and as we saw <laughs> I mean, that's they, just when incredible. they played the Cardinals, the only incredible. way to beat Seattle is you got to outscore them. That's mm -hmm. the only thing you can really do at this point. Yeah, you're, you're, you're not you're not going to keep you know the Seahawks to. I feel like if you keep them under seventeen points, you're probably doing. You're oh doing. my god. I mean, can, can you imagine does. a game be between Kansas City and Seattle? How just that would be the highest. I mean, we thought the Rams and the Chiefs that one year was going to be the highest scoring. <laughs> this would be the highest scoring game because those two defenses aren't that great. Well, yeah. definitely not Seattle's. That's for that's for damn sure. But, I mean, and, and yeah, Doc. Yeah, Doc reminded me. I I, I, I knew. I, I remembered certainly that Russ wasn't a high draft pick, but I mean, it reminded me like what was he drafted? And looking yeah, seventy fifth. Yeah. Third rounds. So. Yeah, I thought he was a third round pick. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I understand. I mean, obviously. how many teams passed him up that could have had him? Tons. Uh, sure, quite a, quite a few, obviously. Um, but also, I but let's give Seattle coaching credit too, because I don't. I, if he went to a different team, unless the coaching knew how to use him and had faith in him from the get go, kind of like, you know, how they did. You know, Pete Carroll, you know, said, "Hey, he's my starter." Yeah, after oh, signing, yeah. after spending how much money to get Matt Flynn? <laughs> oh yeah, good old Matt Flynn. All right, so yeah. <clears throat> you want to guess? Uh, DK Metcalf was the ninth wide receiver taken in that draft. He's six four, two twenty nine. That's what he's listed as. So uh, second round, sixty fourth pick. All right, you want to wager a guess at some of the wide receivers taken before him? Man, let's see here. So we'll start with. Marquise Brown. Okay. Let's see. Hollywood. Oh, this okay, is gonna, so that's not horrible. This is one of these pages where I got I got to click through. That that's annoying. Oh, here's one that really hurts. Nikhil Harry with the Patriots. I mean, one of the the last time they ever hit on a wide receiver was Deion Branch. <laughs> yeah. 
Debo Samuel, so you can't fault that because Debo seems legit. I'm not going to hate on that one with the 49ers. Uh, A.J. Brown with the Titans, okay. You know, not going to hate on that. Miko Hardman, can you imagine D.K. Metcalf with freaking Patrick Mahomes? Uh, no, I don't want to see it. No. Oh, good God. <laughs> they have enough weapons. Let's not even think about that. Oh, here you go. The Eagles took J.J. Arcega Whiteside. I hope I pronounced his name correctly. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Bill Horn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Colts, Paris Campbell. Yeah, There's buddy. Fail Horn. See, now we know why Shannon's really salty. Oh, oh, the Cardinals, <laughs> Andy Isabella. He's not horrible. He's, he's shot up a little bit. He's certainly not Jeff, but he's, he's no. shot up a little bit. I mean, the football looks like it's as big as his head. That's a, <laughs> he's a, pretty a small short dude. dude. Yeah, he, he's, yeah. A, he's a small okay. dude. All right, uh, and then, then you get to DK Metcalf. So, hmm. some of those guys, you go, okay, okay, all right, makes sense. At least for at, for the draft. But that's how that goes, though, man. That's how this stuff goes. And some of, of it course. is, is are, are they in a good team for their development? And some of that, we talk about these things. Some of it is just, it's understanding talent, but it's being able to grow your talent and groom your talent. And, you know what I mean, have them mature as a football player. He, he, he landed in a great spot. Oh right! And how, how great! How great for him to, to land on the Seahawks and be, be able yeah. to you know start his career on, on under under Wilson. I mean, yeah, that's phenomenal. And clearly, I mean, because Wilson clearly is getting, knows how to get the best out yeah. of his players. But but him in Kansas City would that would I mean God bless unfair. Well, it'd, be, it'd be it'd be sick. It'd be, yeah. I'm not that Hardman in Kansas City himself isn't fair either because sure. definitely a yeah. lot more involved in the yeah. offense. But if you're gonna all right, you know, and, and take your favorite quarterback of choice, and it's like, would you rather have? Hardman or DK Metcalf? I mean, like, what are you going to take? Come on. Well, Metcalf this year, because obviously the last year is when he had, you know, he had been a case of the drop season. He was learning, you know, getting a feel for the NFL. Yes. Obviously, that's what the all the offseason work was for, yes. was to help him get more acclimated and work on making sure he has that rapport with Wilson. So mm -hmm. the year two, I mean, has been amazing out of that kid. Yeah. Well, I mean, the fill, the fill factor, if we actually daydream of, like, what, you know, Metcalf on the on KC would be like, I mean, they've already got the tiny little speed demon in, in Hill, so now they, they not only have, you know, that, but now they've got one of the biggest, you know, you know tallest targets that also is, you know, quite freaking speedy yeah. and has so many weapons. I mean, how would you guard it all? I mean, that, obviously, that I'm would talking about two wrong. players. There's, they've got so would many just be wrong. Too. That would be so absurdly unfair. So yeah, let's let's not uh, let's not. No thanks. Let's let that happen. Um, but I don't, I don't think Seattle's letting him go anywhere anytime soon. No, uh, um, no, they're gonna have to spend some money when he comes up for his contract, yeah. man. They're gonna have a lot of money in Russell Wilson and DK, but oh, yeah. and that defense you know. may be garbage for years because all that money's gonna be tied up in the offense. Well, it, it just—I it, mean, it's funny you think back to you know Legion of Boom. I mean, mm -hmm. certainly it's a far different team, but I mean, right now you're exactly right that I mean you, they're the team that you know. Yeah, they're just they're they're gonna track meet you. They're gonna put up, you know, twenty five plus points for just about every game and see who can keep up in the track meet. Think about it this way though: Russell Wilson's career and the Seahawks during his career are they're the perfect example of how you want to allocate your resources, right? Think about it: when he's young and coming in, all their all their money's on. You know what I mean? They drafted well. They got luck. Um, let's be honest: a little bit of luck's involved in that. Okay, sure. but that team was was a lot of defense and some run game, 
And as Russell Wilson has grown and matured as a player, their player resources and what they allocate in for how they spend their money and what it is and who the leaders are on the team have evolved. So that was a defensive team. Russell Wilson was good, but that was a defensive team. Now it's an offensive team, and Russell Wilson is at the point in his career where he's incredible. So now the resources, you have to spend the money on Wilson and obviously the offensive side of the ball, and now you need to expend the draft choices to get the cheap you know, defensive players, and you hope that they you hit on some of them. So that if, if when you get a young quarterback, whether it's Daniel Jones, whether it's Patrick Mahomes, whether it's you know in Trevor Lawrence going down, you know forward, uh, whether it's Sam Darnold, and you know insert your guys. What you hope is that or Dak, right? What you hope is that when you have these young quarterbacks on their cheap contract, that your your money is allocated defense. You know, other positions of need, run game, offensive line, whatever, so that you have a lot to help them manage and grow and build their game and win some games in the interim. And then as they, if they really progress and become an elite level player, which Russell Wilson has, you know, the strength of the core strength of the team changes. I mean, you still have to hope that you draft well, but that's a team that was carried by their D that's now carried by their O. Poof. It's where they're at. That That's yeah. like the ideal, other than you'd hope you could draft better to, so the defense isn't so trash. But I, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's the evolution. That's the ideal evolution of your team for your quarterback is that they're cheap. The rest of it's really good. And then when you got to pay the quarterback, you, I mean, you're going to have to sacrifice some of that, that resource allocation somewhere, and it's what you're paying your defense. You know? And that you have to draft well. I mean, that's the other. You got to replenish by drafting well, right? Period. Or you have weird imbalances, and obviously their defense is probably, if anything does them in, it's going to be their defense, right? But I mean, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, the AFC obviously remains the, you know, still currently the stronger conference. I would say by a pretty good. Oh market. yes. But would you say Seattle and the Packers? Top two NFC teams? No. Uh, I don't know that. I, my concern with Green Bay is that against physical, like legit physical teams, and like the Bucks, where they really have the lines, okay? Uh, Green Bay has issues with teams that can legitimately really run and then get the Rodgers. I mean, Minnesota was a one-win freaking team. Dalvin Cook's is like, get and, on my back. We and, got this. And Dalvin, I mean, Dalvin Cook won that freaking game. Yeah. Won that game for him. Now maybe they maybe they didn't take him seriously, Mark. Maybe <laughs> maybe the <laughs> maybe the Packers thought they were going to roll in there and just steamroll him. You know, and out of the gate it looked like you know all right they're going to be okay, but yeah you know, they can't they can't stop the run. They suck at stopping the run. Yeah. And so when it's uh, a team that can really muscle up on them, that was San Francisco last year, right? And Tampa Bay and this Tampa year. Bay this year. Teams that can really muscle up on them, they struggle. So I think Green Bay is good. I don't know that they're great. I think Tampa Bay is very good, but they have lines, and we haven't even seen them with AB yet. Right. If that works out, um, I mean they they stand and Gronk has rounded in the form. I mean Tampa Bay is going to be dangerous, and oh, yeah. yeah, they they've had some injuries, so they're not at you know, ideal full strength, but every football team is going to have some of that. Um, but, you know, th- they have a good defense. 
They have a good defense. And, and that when you get to cold weather playoff crap football and sometimes things get rough and tumble, you got to have that. So Green Bay worries me. I think they're good. So if it's a matter of, you know, who are the best teams in the NFC, to me it's it's and not in any particular order. It's the Seahawks, it's the Bucks, and somewhere after that it's, it's Green Bay. I think Arizona is good but inconsistent. I don't do not trust New Orleans. No. Um the obviously the you know, Falcons are crap. The Panthers are competitive, but they're not great. The Rams are have moments, but then they got they get their ass handed to them by the Dolphins. And I don't know if you guys saw the stat, the yardage disparity. And first of all, kudos to the Dolphins for winning that game. Tua had, I don't know, somewhere near like 100 yards passing in his first game. That was all defense. <clears throat> that was, yes, that was all defense. The Dolphins forced four turnovers. They... <laughs> Here's the stat that I think is unbelievable. The Rams outgained the Dolphins 471 to 145. So those damn turnovers. Largest differential all season, and they still lost. That's incredible. Yeah. That I mean, that's incredible. So like, oh, I, we'll let you drive, but we're just going to just take the ball yeah. from you. So no, I, we're good. We're so, good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Just yardage. That's math. That that's uh you know Detroit Lion math. You know Matthew Stafford stats. <laughs> you know what right. I mean. It's great <laughs> that you have like a bajillion yards, but did you win the game? Survey says no. So it, it's a mixed bag. I mean, when the when the best of the Rams, they can play with anybody, but you don't get that. Um, San Francisco, you can't even really evaluate because they you know they've lost a ton of people, and then you got all the Rona stuff going on. So that's probably too big of a hole to get out of that one. The Vikings are weird. The Lions are trash. The Bears have moments, but I don't trust them. The whole NFC East is just a shit show. Perhaps, maybe, kind of, sort of, Philly gets hot, gets healthy, and gets hot, maybe. But I think the only three you can really point at, uh, I think the upper tier is Tampa Bay and Seattle. And Tampa Bay is, to me, more complete. I mean, I like Russell Wilson more than I like Tom Brady. But... I think the Bucks are the more complete team, right? So you got the Bucks, the Seahawks, and then the Packers slide in after that. And, and then after that, it's just who knows. I mean, God bless. Here the NFL is talking about like expand, doing a 16-team playoff. Eight from the AFC is one thing, but eight from the NFC? Woo. Come on, man. It's going to be the whole NFC West. <laughs> it's going to be the well, NFC it's, it's West. It's funny you say that because even the Niners are still only a game out of the yeah. eighth spot. They're four and five. Yeah. 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 They're four and five. And now granted the Rams got to pad their win total by beating the crap out of the NFC East. So I don't you know <laughs> Well and, and that's and that was like one of the big things going when watching them play. It's like what can you really gain from the fact that you played the NFC East your first four games of the season and then you had the forty ers pretty much beat you handily and then you have the 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 Dolphins beat you just by the defense just going, yeah, we'll just take it from here. Thank you. I mean, let's see. Uh, uh, all right, so the Rams, they beat Dallas 2017. And, and again, Dallas with Dak was a much better team. They beat the Eagles 37-19. They lost to uh, the Bills 35-32. They beat the Giants 17-9. They beat the Redskins, or the football team 30-10. They lost to the you know, 49ers 24-16. They beat the Bears 24-10. And they lost to the Dolphins 28-17. So, I, I, you know, that's 
Now, who, who who have they beaten that you would go, that's legitimately good? Maybe Dallas at the very front end of the season. But even then, with week one, with no preseason, a no, lot, yeah. there was a lot of sloppy it, football. It, yeah, it's hard to trust that. I mean, probably their best quality win, legitimate quality win, is against Chicago. That's it. I don't think, you know what I mean? I don't think beating up the NFC East is, not that we're getting, in, you know, the quality wins. Isn't that terrible talking about that? But, I mean, you know, the Rams are, what are what are they? I don't think you can trust them, but they're going to get Seattle, then Tampa Bay, San Francisco again, Arizona, New England, the Jets, Seattle, Arizona. So, obviously, the the back half of the season is going to tell us what the Rams really are. So, uh, particularly that, tam- that back-to-back with Seattle, Tampa Bay. That'll answer some questions, but yeah, yeah. The AFC man, I I think I would take eight teams out of the AFC. Yeah, you know, because that's all right. Let's the Steelers. You know, Steelers and Ravens, absolutely. Titans, absolutely. Kansas City Chiefs, absolutely. Raiders are competitive. Chargers, they don't great, not a great record, but fun to watch. Texans, no, forget about it. Jaguars, definitely not forget about that. Browns, I mean, they're five and three, decent record. I don't love them, but whatever. Bengals are competitive. Jets are trash. Let's face it, the Patriots are trash right now. You know, Dolphins are entertainingly competitive. Definitely the Bills. I mean, like, I, like an eight team out of the AFC playoffs to me would be so much better than eight teams out of the NFC. Yeah, much much easier to select. <laughs> yeah, yeah, much better. And even the even the bad teams, you go, I'd still watch them. Two and five Bengals, I'd take a. Oh, absolutely. This is terrible. I would take a two and five Bengals and two and five Chargers game over virtually like anything I'm going to see out of the NFC East, the bottom of the North. <laughs> like, yeah, like, no, you're not wrong. No, I don't think so. Watching those two uh, rookie quarterbacks go head to head, that would be phenomenal. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool, man. I I could get down with that. I yeah. could totally get down with that. 16 teams. That's too much, man. 14, 14 tops. <laughs> 16 is too much, man. Right. I, well, I, no, I, and and this uh, maybe a weird tangent, but make it fast. Like, uh-huh. I don't understand why Major League Baseball has talked as though the playoff changes they're seriously considering. And I think as some people say almost they're expecting that the playoff changes are going to remain for seasons to come. Like I understood, I guess doing it for this year during the COVID times, yeah. but it does not make any sense going forward. I mean, I'm I'm already pissed enough about the designated hitter thing, and that's just that's basically just guaranteed to stay now. And I I don't like it by any stretch. I think it you know really screws things up for National League baseball. And um, maybe everybody felt like at some point it was just kind of a foregone conclusion it would happen. But these expanded playoffs are just they're just too too expansive for a full 162 game season i don't like it it makes so little it makes the regular season mean so much less to have so many more teams make the playoffs and um i, I just i it just doesn't make sense to me so i i, I it, hope it doesn't happen follow the money man it's just revenue i i, I know money. i know but i i hate it <laughs> so um but yeah same thing it's just, it doesn't make sense to me for football so uh, let's hope it doesn't actually happen, but yeah. I mean, if people are complaining about, and I'm, this year, people would be complaining about, oh yeah, you got to have a, a team from the NFC East has to make the playoffs. If they're complaining about that, 
let it be eight teams in the playoffs out of the NFC. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you yeah. know? I mean, flip out. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, years are going to vary. I mean, I get it. And you can have, uh, I mean, you can have a, divi- a division winner that at seven and nine that could still be a good football team. Because, For sure. Because there are teams that get good late in the year. And, right. so, and sometimes divisions are just really competitive. It's not like you got a a 12 and 4 team and then a bunch of 6 and 10s in the division. Right. You know, you can have a pretty competitive division. So, sure, but it, if, you, if you start 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 showing me, you know, season after season of NFL playoffs where, you know, more than one team with a losing record sneaks in the playoffs, it's it's going to start That's suboptimal. Exactly. Particularly if it comes at a penalty to the top teams with buys. Right. You know no, what I mean? Absolutely. Because I, I think that, you know, part of the reason it, if if you win the most games and you're the one, particularly in football, having a buy is a big deal. And yeah, there are years where you can say, well, I mean, if Shannon was here, he could probably vouch for this. I think there were years that the Colts would have been better without a buy. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's true. However, that being said, you know, when you, when you think about the playoffs, there's something as some kind of reward for being the best team in your conference. It's, I think that buy is important. It, no, it absolutely is. So, and it, <laughs> you just may remember that uh, uh, going back a, a quick second to the to the the Bucks uh, Giants game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, of, of course. I mean, I immediately like once the game was, you know, looking like it was going pretty solidly, Giants. And there's there, there, of course, there was a part of me that was just thrilled at the idea that, like, even once Eli's gone, Brady still can't beat the Giants. Yes, like, oh, I'm sure. So great. So, like, I'm sure that's uh, for as shit, shit as season as the Giants are gonna gonna have that's uh, memes and and trash talking that's you know Giants fans and the internet could give Brady for still not being able to beat the Giants even once Eli's gone. It would have been great. It would have been so much fun to see. Yeah, and, well, so. it, you would have reveled in it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, it, it, I, I would have been far from just yes. I mean, the internet would have. Oh, loved, oh yes, the internet would have had a field they day. Pile on Brady. But they, of course they do. Of course they do. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they, they were you know giving it all kinds of grief for being pissed and slamming his helmet down. I mean, yeah, they they would have, <laughs> you know, they would have gone after that guy. There is there is a part of me that would have found that kind of funny. You know, kind of funny, but. Enjoying a win and taking something out, it's just like, because the the whiffs aren't good, right? But I got to really enjoy that win over the Eagles, right? And I told y'all, I said, you know, even if this is the best game of the season for, I'm going to enjoy it because I take satisfaction. I don't, I don't have high expectations for the team, but that was really enjoyable. Uh, and what's funny is the other week when they just completely lit up the Cowboys, which I didn't expect them to do. But they come, I mean, I was just like, you know, everybody's outside doing whatever. I'm like, yo, y'all, they're kicking the Cowboys' asses. This is great. What's going on here? You know, I just enjoyed the game. Although, to be fair, uh, when I was at work, the, uh, you know, the next day or two or whatever, somebody was like, oh, yeah, hey, uh, how'd you enjoy that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, look, dude, I what I realized as much as I enjoyed that game is that the Cowboys quit in that game. <laughs> like, they were just done. <laughs> you know what I mean? They were done. 
they were done. They, they're not a good team. They were done, and you know Dalton get getting knocked out. It was a hell of a hit. Woof. Bostic uh, got fined twelve thousand dollars for that hit. Uh, and probably should game. have been a little bit yeah, more. Probably. I feel bad for Dalton, man. You know, is there a better welcome to twenty twenty thing than Andy Dalton getting completely blown up, and so he's going to miss time due to the concussion, and that dude contracts COVID as well. I mean, what kind of BS is that for Andy Dalton, man? I mean, how 2020 is that? For, the Cowboys are a shit show. Dalton gets lit up, and then he gets the Rona, and then Mike Nolan has Tabasco sauce or whatever in his eye. I mean, you know, like, like, like the Cowboys are like the perfect embodiment of the shit show that is 2020. <laughs> I mean, aren't they? <laughs> Just awful. I was trying to remember who was it. Wasn't it the Ravens that gave uh, Des Bryant a workout? Yes, he, uh, yeah, he's on their practice squad. He is. Practice squad now. Yeah, I, I hope he actually gets back and gets on the field. Me too. Uh, I do. I do. It'd be a good story. I, I was hoping he would have had uh, been able to stay healthy because I, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before, but he signed with the Saints and you know then he tore his Achilles or whatever mm-hmm. in yeah. practice. No yeah, less. In, and you're like, man, because he actually with the with the with what they had there with Breeze, like. I'm not saying he would have like rolled a bunch of stats, but he would have had nice opportunities, and he probably would have been quite serviceable. Uh, well, you got to figure. I mean, he's a big, tall target that can catch stuff over the middle when you're inside the red zone. That's kind mm-hmm. of where he is right now. The type, the right. type of player he is. Well, it's not like they needed him to get like monstrous amounts of separation. You know, which he wasn't going to. He wasn't. Yeah, yeah. with Michael Thomas going MIA. I mean, yeah, Des, Des definitely could have been a. Yeah. Well, again, that was a prior year, so it's just it's just too bad. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm how, curious how what is – How ahead. crazy is to think that we could see both Des Bryant and Antonio Brown back on the field this year? Strange. <laughs> Strange. It, it's, it's, almost, it's almost as weird as, as, as Derrick Henry being, like, the new Old Spice guy. <laughs> it's just strange. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, you know, I, I – it's it's so hard to give or to like knowing how to feel about brown because i, I know. um yeah through my wife yeah, and, and and her family and all their you know pittsburgh ties you know i'm a steelers fan by my marriage now and so uh you know we we pretty much you know watch all the steelers games and the giants games uh and you know i i was such a big brown fan and it's just so bizarre watching his descent into madness and what he became over the last several years I know. And, you know and, and and certainly if criminal stuff still goes south for him i mean he'll be you know he'll be gone immediately i mean if if, if he gets you know some of these different uh you know trials and charges that are still pending if you know if he's you know convicted on anything, I mean, obviously he's gone immediately again. So who knows how long he may actually be out there? It could be a week. It could be the rest of the season. It, it, it could be exactly. ten days. It, who, who knows? knows? And, and, but it's just it's just so aggravating because he. I mean, the, the the one thing that nobody nobody could deny is, I mean, dude is one of the most talented receivers out there, or he was at least. I mean, obviously, who knows what you know he's like right now? But I mean, when he was, you know. Before he went crazy, uh, he was, you know, one of the top three or four, I mean, easily. So, it's just... Well, what is it they used to say about, uh, 
I think it was Jeff George, million dollar arm, ten cent head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. No, that, that absolutely applies here. You know, and I mean, and AB... I think, I, just real quick, I was say yeah, for, for, for me, I mean, I, I think I lost some of the most respect for him when he started coming out and talking so much shit about Juju and yeah. uh, about the drop in the playoffs and things like that. Like, just you know, if you're gonna, you know, fucking descend into madness and become what you're what you became like, all right, fine. You know, it, it is what it is there. But when you start showing that you're just a shit person and a shit teammate, who's going to you know, try to throw teammates under the bus for things they absolutely don't deserve. Like just, just go crawl in a hole and disappear, man. Like it, it just sucked to see. So it did. It did. I, I... Well, and for AB, you almost have to wonder if the hit he took, but, you know, oh, of course. You always go back to that. Mm-hmm. You know, was it enough that actually rattled his brain to the point of where there's just, he just it's it's something snapped in him and it changed his personality completely. Yeah. You know, he's like it's one of those things where can, this is one of the reasons why it's like concussion protocol is so important. Yes. Uh, but some of it can also just be ego. Some of it can be, you know, there's a lot of layers to that. We're far from the only ones that have talked about, you know, the concussion and the implications of that for him on that perfect hit because his, his, who he appeared to be and how he acted and how he handled himself seemed to significantly evolve after that point or devolve (laughs) after that point. Right. So, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a guy that whether you want him to succeed or you're hope, you know, you're, you think about second chances that's a player that's just he's got a lot of baggage and there's a lot of conflict around him maybe this is maybe he puts it together and keeps his head up and you know delivers maybe this is is the perfect locker room for him to be in well i mean look if if you can't gonna put up with his shit no well aaron's arians knows the guy obviously tom brady clearly lobbied for him because he got him there to new england and he he helped you know they can say whatever they want in a press conference Brady wanted him in Tampa Bay, and it's one of the reasons he's in Tampa Bay. Oh, absolutely. If yeah. Bra- believe me, if Brady didn't want him there, he wouldn't be there. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, Gronk, I mean, it's clear that Gronk wasn't going to play with anybody other than Tom. That was clear. That's why he would, that's why he, what did he, if I remember correctly, he threatened to retire if they traded him to Detroit. <laughs> he was like, no. <laughs> Pretty Which, much, yeah. Which, I mean, quite honestly, is the right decision. <laughs> right, yes. it's the right decision. I'm just gonna retire. Um, ba- Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson agree. Uh, agree wholeheartedly. Um, you know, it, it's clear that Gronk was part of the deal for ta- for you know Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, and AB has been on the back burner, but that was part of what Brady really wanted. And look, if if he can't rot out the rest of this year and put it together for that. I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I can't, I don't know who else is going to take a, 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 you know, waste of time because as talented as he may be, he's at an age now, if he's that much of a headache, then screw it. Last ride, my man. Last yeah. Ride. I mean, yeah, this is, last this time. is his, this is his last great opportunity, in my opinion, to get good money. Uh, clearly it's a great opportunity to try to get a ring. And to reshape the narrative on what the back end of his career will be. He's it's not like he's thirty five and falling apart. He's thirty one, thirty two, right yeah. in that zone. 
He doesn't have a ton of mileage on him on, on you know or hits or any of that the past couple of years. He clearly he does take care of himself. So as long as he still has his acceleration is burst and his willingness to go after stuff, clearly he can run routes, run good routes, and he he still has some explosiveness uh, before and after the catch. If he you know even if he's ninety five percent of what he was, that's enough to be lethal, particularly on a team that's got. Uh, Gronk, who has ran it back in the form, uh, Braid is at least solid. Uh, they've got multiple backs that are serviceable, and they've got all, you know just a lot of high level skill position players, and they've got depth. And you've got a quarterback that, yeah, he's old. He's not as he's not what he was, but he's not. He hasn't gone off the cliff yet. He hasn't. So Evans, Godwin, Gronk, Braid. A B Scotty Miller when he's healthy, I mean it, it, Howard when he's healthy. Well, it's not. I don't think we're going to see. No, I mean, Howard's done he for tore, the year. He tore his Achilles. Yeah, he's done for the year. But I mean, that's just that's a lot. That's a lot. If, if, Plus, if, you have someone like Ronald Jones who's like rounding he, into form himself and actually taking lead yes. as the back. Well, I think other than it wasn't it Jones that fumbled last week and then Fournette pretty much finished that game. <laughs> It's just, yep. there's just, there's enough, there's enough there. By the way, I want to raise a glass to the best, uh, the best uh, fantasy uh, pickup of the week. I believe that goes to uh, one Twitter Terminator. Uh, that is the Shannon McGuffin who finally showed up. Uh, and that would be, uh, is it Jermichael or Jermichael? Uh, Hasty from Jermichael the 40. Hasty. <laughs> Move of the week, McGuffin. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Oh, he was also dude. chilling at the fire pit during that game. I'm just letting you know. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> I was just sitting there like, do I start him? Not start him? And then I looked at the clock and I'm like, oh shit! I guess he's starting. And I was going, I was debating on uh, sending him to the bench for Jordan Wilkins. And uh, well, I think Wilkins is questionable too. Uh, he actually got he got upgraded. Good, so he's good. Well, look, um, I need to make another beverage because mine is empty, and we are uh, – where are we at? We should be like an hour 10, hour 15, something like that. Yeah, hour 10. So, uh, good time for a pause, and I want to refill my beverage. Mark, are you out of gas, or do you got a little bit more? Yeah, energy? I was going to say, I think, I think since, since uh, the Twitter Terminator is tagged in, I think I'll tag out. And That's, fine. My That's fine. That's um, fine. But uh, no, it was damn fun, as always. Uh, uh, real quick on uh, as far as wrapping up and getting out of here, uh, thoughts on the uh, the Mets cleaning house? Um, <laughs> haven't really fully processed it yet. yet. Uh, definitely expected some of it to happen. Um, n- nothing, nothing major. Uh, you know, e- either way to be honest, I I I I, I liked Brody a little bit more than than a lot of people did. Um, I think he needed he deserved a little more time to see what he could do. Uh, but, uh, you know, the rest, the rest of it's, uh, I don't know. I, I'm as, as, as I usually am, I'm, I'm probably a little bit more focused on, uh, player, player stuff than, than management. I yeah. recognizing the both things that matter, but, you know, I think I've been paying a little more attention to, I know they, they made an offer for, uh, for, for Stroman. Uh, and I, I worry that he's going to want a multi-year deal, but I, I hope they can bring him back because they didn't really get a good, good fair shake with him. Uh, I am interested to, interested to see if they will try hard to go after Bauer, which I think they will and should personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, the main thing they, they just need to see 
uh, is is a a actual you know starting five rotation that can ho- hopefully stay healthy for the majority of the year next year uh, because that's you know that, that just was never going to work the past year. Uh, they, they obviously had some bad luck, but, you know, trying to piecemeal a five, five starter rotation when you really had, I mean, basically like two actual starters for the entire year, uh, after injuries, that was just abysmal. So, uh, so anyway, cleaning house, uh, Brody, I think it deserved a little more time, but I'm not too crushed by it. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm definitely happy to have, have Cohen in there. Uh, and it was hilarious whether it was legitimate or not. All the stories about you know De Blasio trying to you know stop the stop the sale. Uh, if that was legit, yeah, it was just shitty. Uh, obviously, did not did not uh, pan out for him. As some people said it was legit. Some people said it was a nonsense story. Uh, certainly, his camp said it was nonsense. But I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Mark, I I have found the answer. It's not Trevor Lawrence. The <laughs> The NFC, all the teams in NFC East. This is the player that we're going to be fighting over. All right, this is the player we're going to be not not quad doink kicker. It's not that guy. <laughs> it. <laughs> all right, there's a starting lineman for Ohio. A little bit of action for you. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send this to you because you need to to, to fully appreciate this player. Because God bless, if he can't make the Giants, the Eagles, the Cowboys, or the Redskins, er, the whiffs better, God bless, nobody can. And that is the one and the only Parker Titsworth. (laughs) 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 Number 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 69. I mean, I'm just going to say it. What are his... Tits were. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. That's glorious. You know he. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and maybe you the gotta best know name of all time. You gotta know in practice. Yo, tits, where you at? I mean, <laughs> let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, <laughs> Nobody's saying the full name. Yeah. What's your tits worth? <laughs> you know, you know what? You know he need he needs to be a plastic surgeon that does breast implants. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Doctor Titsworth. Doctor Titsworth. Hey. <laughs> Do you, Titsworth? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> well, mm, just saying. Parker Tits, and he's got like a crazy cheesy smile on this picture. Oh, that's he. He's like, "Hey, Parker Titsworth." <laughs> yeah, he's probably. I mean, he sounds like a like a made up. Like that's a like that's not a real name, dude. All these players like make up their names. Come on now. Uh, maybe, maybe you know, uh, what was it, Key and Peel? I mean, it sounds like that would be a like a Key and Peel guy, doesn't it? <laughs> right? <sighs> anyway. <laughs> John Smith. <laughs> what, what happened was I lost a bet. <laughs> what, what happened was. Well, look, man, in that picture, Parker Titsworth, made up name or not, I, I have no, no doubt that he picked his jersey number. You know, and just remember, nobody puts... Nobody puts Titsworth in a corner, okay? That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying, man. Nobody puts Titsworth on a 69. No. Only Parker does. (laughs) (laughs) Dirty dancing reference. Wow. Yeah. Is that, that a first? It's Titsworth after you. That's right. That's what happens. <laughs> 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 
anyway, that was that. I think that is the first and last Dirty Dancing reference we will. I, I think it's sick, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's your there's your prop bet. Woo! <laughs> 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 and uh, Mark, oh please 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 uh please correct the degenerates. You got to straighten them out. Dropping five mil on forty five, man. You get you, you gotta talk to your degenerate friends, okay? <laughs> no, I, I, I thankfully no, nobody nobody that I have any knowledge or respect for bothers that absolute nonsense. Five million. I didn't even realize you could bet. Like, I'm sure we've talked about it before, but like, how degenerate do you have to be to drop big bucks on like elections? Right? <laughs> like, that's so. Yeah, strange. you got you got too much money to waste, or you just have no fucking sense. I mean, I've uh, seen plenty of or both. Stupid bets out there in the world, but yeah, uh, yeah w- wagering on the presidential election is, you know, just for well, so many reasons. So, there you go. Not, 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 nothing to say. All right, Mark. Well, go ahead and get out of here. Get some rest. It's good to catch up. It's good, uh, good to see you and your uh, lovely purple hair. It's very appreciate it. Rather zesty, as I would expect nothing less from you. Uh, but go get some rest. It's good to see you. We'll catch you a little bit later, and we'll go ahead and take a break uh, so I can refill my beverage. And, uh, you know, crank up a, a, another little session since uh, MacGuffin showed up after his fire pit. Uh, hey, man, yo, can't wait to record on Friday. Thanks, dude. I uh, guess. Uh, yeah, Mark I, dropped I, $10 million on Biden, by the yeah, way, just I so guess, you know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Pesos. Hey, way, Thanks for showing up, asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever, cunt. <laughs> wow. <laughs> At, you know, actually, Mark, we're gonna hang out no. tomorrow night, so it, we're we're getting warmed up. You you know where Shannon was? Hanging Sh- out with Titsworth? No, well, yes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Mark! I told you not to tell. Shannon was probably chilling with that dude from Idaho, right? <laughs> that was at at. at <laughs> Out there in Yellowstone, trying to cook some chickens in the hot springs. <laughs> this guy, this is what yeah, happened maybe, to him. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Why you got to put my business out there, man? Like, Bring me one yeah. of those chickens. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> By the way, how how dumb do you have to be to hike with some some pots and some pans and get caught cooking some chickens? <laughs> not, 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 not. I mean, you put the matches in your pocket and not get caught. I mean, come on. Come are, are on, Are we man. sure this wasn't Matt here that got caught? <laughs> <laughs> Matt does love him some chicken. Matt does love him some rotisserie chicken. Yeah, yeah. He he would have already had the rotisserie. He would have just been in the hot springs <laughs> to keep it warm. <laughs> Cooking them is too much work. He would have stopped at Costco or BJ's or Walmart, whatever, yes. and gotten a rotisserie. They were found with two chickens in a sack placed inside a hot spring. Way to go. <laughs> Way to go. Really? Stupid. Stupid. What are you doing? <laughs> so thanks for, I hope the chicken turned out well. Um, it's good to see you. Anyway, all right, let's, <laughs> let's take a break. Uh, go get some rest, Mark. We'll catch you a little bit later. And uh, good luck to the uh, New York football giants. And, uh, good luck to the Washington football team. The Wifts. That's right. The WFTs. The Wifts. I'll take it easy, folks. All right. Later, bro. Late, Mark. See you, man. Have a good night. <laughs> All right. As, a, as always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, our home feed on uh, Stitcher Radio. Or excuse me. <laughs> iTunes, Stitcher Radio, our home feed on Podbean. I was going to get that out there eventually. And live sportscast.com. We'll take a, take a break. We'll <laughs> be right back. We'll clean up some business and uh, have a little fun and get the hell out of here uh, yet again. But uh, we are the Sports Brew. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll be right back. Yes, sir. Had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes.
you know, get the dog out, refresh the beverage, all the good stuff. So, uh, <laughs> better late than never, as they may say. So, might as well welcome the uh, Twitter Terminator in with style. Why not? What's up, brother? Hey, man. Free, free wings and uh, lots of beer tonight, so apologies <laughs> for the late arrival. It sounds like you had an enjoyable evening, <laughs> uh, sir. I would totally nom up on some wings right now. I'm just saying, man, like, someone offers you some free barbecue, some free hango, uh, hango, mango <laughs> habanero. <laughs> I can't even talk because I've had uh, no hangovers. No, no hangovers. <laughs> I got leaves to do in the morning. I got to finish up yard work. I just get a barrel and burn them all up, man. <laughs> no, Amber got me this machine that just, uh, you throw them in and it just turns it into compost, man. It, it's awesome. All right. Leaf shredder, man. It's like, it's about work. So you just, at one point I was just like, ah, just throwing them in by the handfuls. And it was awesome. You know, if it works for you and it makes you that happy, that is a win. Hey, so it's, it's leaf season. Look, if I can destroy those mofos, I will. It's not just Parker Titsworth, man. It's Shannon's leaf machine. <laughs> Nobody puts Terminator in a corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the time with his leaves, anyway. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I can't believe I'm playing that. <laughs> Yeah, so how was your time at the beach, man? <clears throat> beach was great. Beach was great. It was nice. Uh, it was very cool, but uh, that's all right. Blue had a, you know, Blue was old dog, had a good time. It was nice. It, it was good just to uh, kind of detox from you know, work and everything that, that just is going on. So kind of just kind of, you know, unplug a little bit was worth it, was nice, and... That was like four days. It was good. Hey, whatever, man. We needed that. that. Beach is the beach. I know. We need. We needed that, bro. We needed that. Vitamin C, my man. Vitamin C. That's right. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> if it just feels like the run up to the election has just been draining. I mean, this week has just been draining. So, um, and we'll see how everything shakes out. But it was again. It was just nice to kind of unplug and and tune out a little bit. And you know, we're around in the corner. We're in that last leg. Uh, with blue so we've tried to take her on some trips and do some things and it's just the reality you got a dog at 16 17 years old so um we, we kind of know we're in the home stretch whether it's just a matter of of when so that that's been nice you know to take her and i have some really fantastic shots of her on the beach with the uh sunrise uh pretty cool i, I haven't posted them yet i keep meaning to get back and post them but I'll do that. <clears throat> but that was great. Halloween was a lot of fun. We did the uh, Jurassic Quest, uh, which was solid. Not spectacular, but was solid. Kids had okay. a, a, We did the drive-thrus. Like, by the time you paid the fee, it was about 55 bucks a car. Jesus. Uh, well, yeah, I hear you. It's, it's not, not cheap, but not awful. I mean, you figure four people, and we packed yeah. snacks and all that. Uh, and and it, was, it was enjoyable. I would have liked a little bit more animatronic motion out of some of the dinosaurs but it was neat um took about an hour to get through it which once we were towards the tail end 
kids were really ready. They were restless and a little bit rambunctious. They were fighting over Funyuns in the car. So I inadvertently... What? Your kids fighting over Funyuns? What? I inadvertently created Funyun monsters. So accidental. (laughs) Inadvertently, right. I mean, me sneaking them into the hospital the one time, I can't Mm. imagine where they got that from. I don't know. I do love some Funyuns. Yeah, yeah, when I had the... (laughs) And it was a paralytic ileus, and I was like, bring me some Funyuns. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'll sneak you some Funyuns, some alcohol, whatever I, I got to do, my man. You, you I, I snuck them in for you. You did great. I meant to, um, but yeah. anyway, it, it's it's been good. I, I, you know, uh, I know it's been a couple of weeks since we, we caught up and recorded. Um, so I really just, you know, it's great to catch up for a bit tonight and have a little fun and run through some sports and, and just catch up and shoot the breeze. <laughs> like, why not? But it's been a good couple of weeks, man. You know, it, it, we adopted a kitten this week, and uh, kids are having a, a ball with that. She's about three months old. Uh, she's a lot of fun. She's acclimated really quickly. Uh, she's very friendly, very affectionate. So hopefully she stays that way. You never quite know. Uh, but so far, so good. It feels like we uh, really lucked out uh, with this one. And she reminds me quite a bit of a, a, a cat I had that passed away uh, a few years ago, Bodie. She reminds me a lot of Bodie. Good old uh, Bodie, man. Yeah, Bodie was fantastic. But part of it's because she looks a little bit she and there's a resemblance to Bodie, uh, which I didn't realize as much until she we actually had her. Uh, it's just, you know, sometimes animals are a funny thing, right? I guess sometimes you see what you want to see, but uh, she definitely reminds me of, of him. He was a great cat, so if she is in the Bodie mold, then we definitely made a great choice. So, but Halloween was fun. Uh, we didn't do any trick or treating. We had the kids out. Um, we did the Jurassic Quest. We went to m- visit my mom for a little bit, and then we uh, brought the kids back <clears throat> and we bought. Um, they're like five ounce cups, so instead of like Jello shots, they were just because uh, I guess the Jello shot cups probably two ounce, maybe it's three. I think it's two though. Uh, but there's these five ounce cups, so we, we bought these translucent like creatures, so spiders and scorpions, all the stuff. We got these little miniature glow sticks. And we packed them in these five ounce cups that had lids with some candy and the little glowing creature. And then we put them around the yard. So then when it was dark, we brought the kids out and had them do a, think of like an Easter egg hunt, except it was Halloween creature canisters. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot. The kids really enjoyed it. Now, granted, you can't hide them the same way you do the Easter eggs because you need to be able to see them glowing because it's dark. So you, you have a little visual cue as to where they are. But there were two that they didn't find, which I forgot about. And then I looked down like the next day. I'm like, oh, that's where that one went, <laughs> um, which made me chuckle. But it was great. So they had fun. And then they hit them for us. And then we got them. And then they wanted us to hide them again for them. So we did that. And then they got them. And then it was late enough that all of a sudden everybody was crying and fighting. We were like, all right, night's done. <laughs> <laughs> too much candy, too much Halloween. Bedtime. But it was good. Too, it was good. Too was much good. beer. Too much bedtime, Justin. Yeah, too much beer. Bedtime, Justin. But uh, no, <laughs> things are good. Things are good. Work is still busy. Different busy, but just busy. Uh, but stuff is solid, man. And uh, that's all right. Things good with you? Yeah, kids gonna start uh, in person. We're actually gonna try the in person stuff and see how that goes. That's yeah. gonna be next. Thursday, Friday, because they're oh in through Z. Oh, are y'all are y'all a uh, cohort four or whatever that is? 
Yeah, cohort four and uh, Katie had said that I think she's going to be one of four kids in her class. I think there's eight total said they would go back. So, mm-hmm. but half of them are A through L, and the other half are M through Z. So, uh, Lily, I think it's going to be different because I think most of the kids in her class are going to want to go back because mm-hmm. she's in the specialty center at Thomas Dale. Yeah. So. Well. We'll see. I mean, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of school districts are dealing with this, balancing out, you know, virtual and in-person, how to bring everybody at, uh, just how to bring, well, maybe not even everybody, but just how to bring some some students back in. Yeah. So it's going to be a pretty, you know, interesting couple of months. And uh, I hope that we don't look back in two weeks and look back at Halloween <laughs> and the election is super spreader events. But, Dude, uh, I'm, I'm nervous. I know. I'm, you know, I know, it, I know. It, as you can imagine – it's it's just nerve-wracking yes yeah. you just as a parent you're sitting here going i'll let them make the call but am i being naive and letting them make the call but they always wear their masks they always wash their hands like they they do what the experts say to do so i mean that's we're doing what you asking us to do yeah. but is that going to be enough or are people you know, the school's going to be cunts and just fuck it all up. We'll see. To be determined, as they would say. Yeah, to be determined. Absolutely. So, who knows? Maybe Parker Titsworth will come to the rescue. And uh, no, I, you know, hopefully Parker <laughs> Titsworth does come to the rescue. <laughs> old old no. number sixty nine, buddy. So a lot of things this year are just you know because twenty twenty fall under twenty twenty that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to tell you that this is a great song. I'm not going to tell you that. But there, there is a song by Scooter. It's FCK 2020. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I haven't heard this, so I'm looking forward to it. There you go. First of all, that is a terrible lyric. We don't give a penny. What the hell does that even mean? There you go. Randy, where's Claptrap when you need him? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> a matter of fact, I need to go get some glow sticks if I'm listening to this thing. <laughs> Turn that up, though. I can't hear it. I mean, there's parts of it that are actually pretty catchy. Other than the dude going, we don't give a penny. <laughs> Fuck 2020. I mean, you couldn't have thought of something else to rhyme with that. I mean, seriously, dude. Uh, but if you really feel like uh, cranking that up, here, I'll send it to you. And you can uh, you can totally get your scooter FCK 2020. <laughs> crank it up. I bet Parker Titsworth has that on full rotation, buddy. <laughs> I mean, they could have done something like, oh, my God, they killed Kenny. Fuck 2020. I mean, there you yeah. go. There you go. Look at Randy something. coming strong. Something. Where's that? Yeah, unstoppable. Oh, yeah, there it is. All right. Yes. yes! <laughs> I don't even know where these guys are from. 
Washington. Yeah, they won't ever stop. Oh, there, there it is. There it is. <laughs> they spent a lot of time on the music and the video and the girls and the van with flames coming out of it. They did not spend a lot of time on the lyrics. Although I guess that is was this, the most, huh? Is this from that Will Ferrell movie on Netflix where he was in Iceland? I don't know. It it, it feels like that would totally be on there, though. Where are they from? <laughs> You're not wrong. Scooter Band Wiki. Let's see where they're from. They're a German happy hardcore rave and techno music band. Happy hardcore? Happy, what the I, fuck? I didn't even know that was a genre. Happy Hardcore. All right. They've sold 30 million records. Well, that's a lot. What? Yeah. Good on them. How? Well, well the Germans are a bit strange when it comes to their musical taste. Yeah, they do yeah. like David Shannon, there's one answer for that. Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and they do a lot of them. <laughs> oh, my God. Beer apparently wasn't enough. <laughs> no, prob probably not. Beer? I, what beer? I, I I get the impression that there's going to be a few people that listen to this segment of the po of the podcast and are like, "Yo." <laughs> not the only one. <laughs> oh, might ball. be might be Todd. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, all right, stupid. What? Fuck you. That's right, Cocho. <laughs> there you go. This is episode 295. Wow. Ooh. <clears throat> so, five oh, more man. episodes until the big three. Oh, the three hundo. Wow. Three hundo, man. Three hundo. That's impressive. That's a lot of beer. Up, is that, yeah, might yeah, want yeah. to save up some uh, special uh, shit stories for that. <laughs> we might want to, you know, depending on how things are looking in the world at that point in time, Justin. If we're actually recording every week, it's not going to take us long to get there. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're okay with it, I may make an come appearance over. Yeah. in the basement. We can do that. We can totally do that. And I can bring this, some moonshine. And this will be, oh my God. Uh, and this will be your theme song. <laughs> Snake. Oh, maybe that's Mitch McConnell's theme song. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You got to be old school internet to remember that song. <laughs> badger, 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 badger. <laughs> snake is a snake. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's some of the some of the early internet stuff is very much. <laughs> <laughs> Just a train crash. Train hey, crash. You, you know Normal. what though? What? Lily was talking today. <laughs> she was going, you know, Dad. I, I this one guy joined TikTok, mm -hmm. and then he rickrolled us, and I'm sitting there going, "Nice." You know what a rickroll is? She goes, "Yeah." And she told me. She told me. She's like, she went over everything. I was like, I'm proud of you. Aww. You know what a Rick Roll is. There you go. 
Hashtag dead life. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. There's, there's some things like she's so old school about. And I'm just like, I'm so damn proud of you. This is going to be Shannon. And I shall call her mini me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Got to do it. Classic, man. Right. That's a win. That's it's a win. funny. For as many episodes of the sports brew there is, I have yet to record in the basement. I'm the only one who has not done really? it. Really? Yeah, I guess you are. Huh. Because we do it during the week and I have to work the next day. So it's like, well, that's, a, <laughs> that's dangerous. <laughs> That is dangerous, unless it's the like off season or we have like those rando weekend ones, or whatever. Um, See, like tonight would have worked. <laughs> tonight, yes, tonight, tonight, legitimately would have worked. That's a true story. All right, um, let's shift gears and act- and actually hammer out a, a little bit of sports stuff. Uh, we spent a lot of time talking about the Giants, which, quite frankly, you know, we might as well have been plunging a toilet dealing with that shit. <laughs> Uh, sorry, sorry, Mark. <laughs> nobody cares except Mark. <laughs> nobody cares except Mark and people that just want to hate on the NFC East. So, <laughs> no, it's not, well, it's good to have him. It was good to catch up with him. So, um, but this is an uneven year, right? It's just it's just a weird year, man. Uh, everybody knows that. You don't, you know, we don't have to. That's like a, the old proverbial, you know, quit beating a dead horse. I mean, twenty twenty is just bizarro. <laughs> Remember when everybody was just like, man, a year of the Tiger King? Doesn't that feel like so long ago? Dude, it feels like five years <laughs> oh ago. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. And, you know, someone's already started, uh, I guess, because at the end of last year, they were like, mm-hmm. man, 2020 is going to be lit. You know, everything's yeah. on a Saturday. Taco yeah. Tuesday's on a Tuesday. All these nope. Halloween's on a Saturday. Like, it's going to be, gonna be awesome. lit. And it's like, no. Nope. No. Not so much. Nope, not not Halloween, so much. It was on a Saturday. It was a full moon, and we were turning back the clocks. Yep, <laughs> we were turning deal. back time. How to, like, Thank you, Cher. Yeah, the... <laughs> nice. There you go. Your fault, Randy. Your fault. <laughs> oh, you're blaming me now. That's right. Hey, it's okay, man. You can you can shake it off. Oh it's my okay. lord, here here comes McGuffin. Like guns a blaze it. Great day. Ain't <laughs> doing it, Shannon. Dropping mics over there. It. Not happening. Hey, you know I'm not gonna let this go. Okay, I'm see? just letting you know. Oh, now. It, it, I'm it, not gonna let it go. Let's see if he can hit them all, Randy. Let's see. No, I know what he's trying to do, and he ain't getting it. <laughs> I haven't had enough to drink to be all like, all right, I'll just give it to you. Hashtag, that's what he said. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, Am I going to have to go, Chitty? Chitty. Bang, bang. Oh, my Lord. Really, you want to go there, too? This is actually very much like the end of the Packers-Vikings game. (laughs) Which sucked for me, but... (laughs) Anyway. Oh, Lord. Shannon's trying. We'll see if he can get... uh... 
Randy to, to drop his reference at some point over the course of the evening. Um, okay, so... Oh, he'll drop it at some point. <laughs> at some point, I would expect so. Let's see. Where were we? Where were we? Ah, here we go. All right. Well, let's let's go ahead and start with Thursday Night Football, since that's fresh and delicious. I'm sure Randy enjoys that memory. You probably enjoyed that about as much as that game we went to at FedEx uh, when Frank Gore was a rookie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah, about that. <laughs> so look, I mean, here's the reality, man. 49ers were completely decimated. We we know that. Uh, I, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe they were missing the equivalent of $80 million in player salary, like not on the field, in that one game due to injury mm-hmm. and COVID protocols. And my understanding is that not a single 49ers player that touched the ball in the Super Bowl even played in this game. And that, yes, when they say everybody but the center, this one actually in- includes the center. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> even, even he's on IR right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, everyone funny, but the entire offense. <laughs> what's funny is I had shared with Shannon uh, the other day. I was like, mm-hmm. "These are all the guys that have been injured." It's like, it's like Garoppolo, and we've seen all three quarterbacks. <clears throat> the top four running backs have been injured at one point or another. Three, three, four, five of the six wide receivers, both two tight ends. Everybody on the offensive line except for like a couple. Now, you, now you can only say it was only two starters now on the offensive line. I mean, just and then Kyle Juszczyk, those, those are the only three starters that actually played last night. Mm-hmm. We were missing eight starters. That's it was incredible. the most absurd stat I think I've ever seen. All we had mm-hmm. four cornerbacks and two safe, and two of our safeties have been injured at some point. Mm-hmm. It's it's just I don't understand. When the injury bug hits, I mean, it destroys a team. Yeah, and it has destroyed San Francisco. So there's, a, I didn't realize this is a, a Twitter account, but it's called Man Games Lost NFL, and so they basically track, you know, injuries, how many games are lost to injuries, and this year they have, you know, they take out anybody that's opted out. So that, you know, I mean, yeah, you you've lost them, but I mean, that was a choice. So this is actually like in-season injuries, games that players miss due to injuries. So through week eight, the top five teams that have the most games missed by injured players. Wager a guess who leads the pack. San Francisco, number one. Number one. Do you know how many man games they have missed? How How many games have been missed by injured players for San Francisco? I'm going to assume about 80. 141. I was close. (laughs) (laughs) Just a bit outside. (laughs) (laughs) 0.0. Next on that list is Philadelphia with 128. That's about right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They've missed a lot. The Jets and the the Seahawks are at 101. And and that's because every single player on the Jets has missed every game this year. (laughs) It feels like it. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, uh, the Broncos are at ninety. That makes sense. I mean, it's I mean, it's just brutal, dude. Just absolutely, absolutely, absolutely brutal. I mean, obviously the Seahawks have, have fared fairly well, but that's only because you know the offense and and Russell Wilson are carrying that thing. Carrying Russell's that cooking, thing. man. Yeah, he, oh, he he's cooking. He's cooking. He trademarked that, by the way. I think he's going to come out with some uh, cookware. <laughs> They were talking about uh, some sort of cookware him coming out with. Good on with him. The Russ is cooking uh, trademark. <clears throat> I'm sure it'll be nonstick because he gets away from everybody, right? Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Just saying. 
And it's got, and he knows how to slide, so I would expect the food to be able to slide right off of the nonstick surfaces. Unlike the, you know, RG RG three cookware. Oh, there's some puns. You need to reach out to him in his DMs and be like, "Yo, dude, look, I hear I got the perfect commercial for you. Let's hit all these little things, and boom, there you go. Mm -hmm. There it is. Like, why not? What the heck? So, I, you know, I don't know how much there is to take away from the Packers 49ers game other than you know the Packers did what they should have done which was beat up on a a team that was missing a ton of people I mean it was 34-3 at one point in the fourth quarter I mean the final score is a bit more respectable 34-17 but I mean that that game that game was done I mean the Packers were hammering on them until some garbage points for late Rodgers four touchdowns and it was his fourth game of the season with four touchdown passes Devontae Adams was an absolute just freaking monster again and it's weird to think, you know, it's only a couple of weeks ago when the 49ers went up and stomped the damn mud hole in the Patriots in Foxborough, right? Like, it's just weird. This is such a strange year, dude. Such a strange year. But I'm still of the mindset that they should have moved this game. You're probably yeah. not wrong. Especially considering <clears throat> literally, from, and this was, they were talking about this on the broadcast, yeah. how one day... Shanahan's plan was to use Kendrick Bourne and Brandon Ayuk a lot. And he mm-hmm. said about 85% of the plays were going to them. And then all of a sudden, because of COVID, the COVID testing and whatnot, he loses them and has pretty much less than a day to devise a brand new game plan to, to try to make that team competitive. Oh, they're up the creek. I mean, it, the best thing they would have been able to do realistically is just ball control the ever-living hell out of it and just run it down the throats. But – you know, Dalvin Cook wasn't coming out of the rafters, right? He was <laughs> not walking through that yeah, door. Roger Craig was not walking through that door. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Frank Gore was Frank, not no. walking through that R- door. Rookie Frank Gore was not walking through that door. <laughs> how old How old were we when he was a rookie? I feel like that was like so many decades ago. That was ago. in our 20s. Yeah. And, and Tom Rathman was not walking through that <laughs> door. Oh, my God. I think that, I think that was, what, 2000? five so 25 that sounds about right that's about the right time for gore Mm -hmm. i mean i've known you now for 16 years yeah probably five i mean we could always since we're in front of computers we could just look it up but either way a long time (laughs) yeah so you know i mean it's one of those things that you know look the schedule is what the schedule is you gotta you gotta win the games that are in front of you i don't I don't take this as an indictment of the Niners in, in any capacity. Other, than, I mean, they're just—it's just a tough year for y'all, dude. You know, and that, I mean, Garoppolo's not right. Kittle's not right. They got tons of other injuries. A defensive line. I mean, there's just all kinds of stuff going on with this team. And, and we were talking pre-podcast, and I was like, yeah, dude, sometimes it's just a bad year, man. You know, and this is a weird year to begin with. It's clearly the proverbial not their season. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But. It's a strong organization. Um, Shanahan and Lynch work well together. And if this if, if this season's going to bottom out, the real question becomes, you know, is Garoppolo their guy, and how do they how do they reload? And I don't necessarily want to make this comparison because I don't think it's quite right, but they're a good team, right? And it's like uh, you know the Warriors pop to mind, right? Where they just get just a ton of injuries, man, and it alters what the team is. And it, at some point, you 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 just have to 
you still play and you make do and you hope for some success, but you're not the same team. You don't have your core. You don't have all your players. It's just, it's a bad year. But they're not a bad, like, Golden State's going to be fine, man. <laughs> you know? They just got to get healthy. In San Francisco, they got to get healthy. Now, with football injuries and ACLs and all that other stuff, I mean, that's a next season proposition for some of these guys. You know? Yeah, definitely. Um, that's just that's just reality. But if you if you believe they're well run and well coached and competent organizationally, then they will rebound. But it's clearly the proverbial not their year. I don't know how you dig out of this hole unless you get a lot healthier really quickly. And I don't know how that's going to work. You know, with Garop, I mean, it sounds like Garoppolo could be done for the year. Um, and at some point, maybe you go. He has to be. And then it's a question is, is just, is he done in San Francisco? So I enjoyed the victory, obviously, but realistically, it doesn't tell us a whole bunch about anything. Well, what it says is Green Bay came in and did what they were supposed to do, what they should have done, mm -hmm. what I said they were going to do from the word go. And that was just beat the shit out of us. And they did. And they should have given there was a second, third, fourth stringers playing versus mm -hmm. first stringers. It's just it's just one of those things where it looked like a damn preseason game. But the key here is, is even Aaron Rodgers, uh, after you know talking with Aaron Andrews, talking about how, yeah, we won, but he's like, it it's different. There yeah. it just wasn't. So he actually gave props to the the way the team played for what they had. Which I, you know, that's where I, I have to have respect for him for that, for actually just being like this. Even though it's not the team we played last year, you know, I think that's why that's how it was different. Yeah. Because obviously now, if this was a healthy Niners team and he did this, you know, for a fact there would be some level of satisfaction for what they oh, did. Oh yeah, well that's a whole different story. Exactly. You know, that's that's a whole different that that's a whole different deal because then you're you're you know, clearly you have a lot more faith in your offensive line, and your ability to run with the alpha dogs. And again, we talked about it earlier tonight. It's one thing, you know, your schedule is what it is. But when you when you're, when you you're know you're playing the good teams, do you find ways to win? You may not win every game. That's okay. Are you competitive? Do you find ways to win? Like the Steelers this season, they find ways, no to, ways win. to win. You know, well, and, and that's what I said last season. The moment Roethlisberger went down, I'm like, RIP Steelers. Mm -hmm. because without him, that team just isn't nowhere near as good as, I mean, look at it now. Well, and of course, Claypool is just fucking amazing. Claypool is great. But it's just the idea that Roethlisberger is not only the general, the leader of that team, the heart of that team, but is he just he's just that good that he's that difference maker for them where last year, yeah, they started kind of heating up at the end, but it just they, it just wasn't enough. They, uh, the, that, they were missing that one little look, piece, and that probably could have they probably could have contended for the division title last year if they, they, he was around. They, they were fine until Mason took that helmet to the head. <laughs> whatever, he's no Bobby Brister. Whatever. <laughs> Come on, man, Neil O'Donnell, wow, Neil O'Donnell, Neil O'Donnell, baby. <laughs> Neil O'Donnell, baby, get it right. Neil O'Donnell. <laughs> but but go ahead. I was like, but looking at what the Niners did, mm -hmm. they didn't quit. And I think at this point, that's kind of what we have to gauge with this team. Right. 
do they fight for every every inch? Do they keep fighting no matter how bad things are? And they did last night. They didn't give it up. They didn't quit. They kept pushing as hard as they could, regardless of the outcome. And that tells me that, you know, that's coaching. That's part of the coaching right there. Right. Well, that that's what you want to see. I mean, I know that's one of those – there's a lot of cliches we can get into. But when teams are struggling and they're not good – um, you know, there are teams that quit, and it feels like there are teams that quit. And, Shannon, I don't think you were here for part of this conversation, but we were talking about, you know, the Redskins, er, the Wifts, the Washington football team, and the Cowboys. And, and one of my coworkers was like, man, did you really enjoy that, you know, Washington win? And I said, well, kind of, but at some point it just felt like the Cowboys quit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's, yeah, they, they <laughs> you know, Washington showing up and, and beating up on them. Was it satisfying? The answer is yes. But that I mean that's a dysfunctional that's a disgrace of a football team right now. But what what you want to see out of a bad team in a new regime or with young players and young quarterbacks and young young squads or new coaches, particularly when they're a team that isn't up to snuff and ha- that do they have enough talent to compete? Are they are they putting the best players that they have on the field? Are they playing hard? Are they putting the players in in good situations to have success? Um, what do they do? Right? What do they do? And you can see the evolution of the wash of, of, you know, it's messing me up just trying to not say the Redskins. I'm just going to say, <laughs> screw it. Uh, so the evolution of the Redskins over the course of the season. Yeah. I mean, Kyle Allen's not, I mean, he's not a world beater. Let's be real. And they have challenges with the offense. You've, I mean, people have done diagrams about their routes and, you know, space issues. I mean, that team has problems like legitimately, but they have a couple of young players that, are very good and what you want to see is that the team responds to Rivera and responds to the leadership and that they're building something and they're playing hard I mean in Dallas and I don't hate McCarthy his time in Green Bay was done he needed to go okay but I don't hate the guy uh but it's clear that they have a chemistry issue on that team they have a leadership dilemma on that team they got players that half-ass it you know they, they got some defensive players that half-ass it and packed it in and have quit that's that's a tough deal. You can complain about the scheme. You can complain about Nolan. And some of it has to fall on the coaches. That is true. And I do believe they probably need, you know, I think Nolan needs to go. I think Nolan needs to go. But I don't know that that's going to happen in season. At this point, I don't think so. But I agree. Some of it is on coaching, but a lot of it's on the players. If you're not going out there, if you're not giving 100%, then Let's let the next guy come in who wants to play. Yeah. Let him at least let him give him a shot at least. But yeah, if players aren't buying into what the coaches are selling, yeah, that's you're gonna see what you happened with, you know, the Washington football team in Dallas, where Andy Dalton just gets destroyed and they don't even and they defend don't even their do anything. They don't run up to the guy and, and get I mean, look, if your quarterback gets hit like that. You need to beat the shit out of the dude who hit him. You need to be rolling up like you're getting ready to get into a brawl. (laughs) You know what I mean? You need to go defend your quarterback. Because that felt like, and a lot of people may not remember this, um, and maybe y'all do, maybe you don't, but forever and a day ago, when Jeff George was the Redskins quarterback, I swear to God, 
that offensive line let him get to they were just like going in to sack this guy beat the shit out of this dude thanks and he would get blown up and they would just like walk away from the dude <laughs> like he would just get lit up man it's like they hated their quarterback it's they were like f this guy no if he uh, wasn't such an arrogant prick maybe they would have actually blocked maybe him. i mean again million dollar arm 10 cent head but there's you know you want to believe that like the players are vested in each other, in the team, in the coaches. And, you know, I don't know what the full scale and scope of the issues are in Dallas. You know, Dak, they were probably a, a team that was a little bit Seattle-esque in the sense that Dak was really had turned into the cornerstone of that team on field and off field and that the offense was going to have to carry them. They just, you know, obviously they weren't winning, but that was where they were going to be competitive. It was on the offensive side of the ball, defense was going to struggle. And maybe they could have resolved some of that over the course of the season. But no Dak, clearly Dalton, man, I, I really had higher expectations for Andy Dalton as a backup quarterback on that team with those skill position players. I know they have offensive line problems. I hear you. I get it. But he, I mean, he he looked atrocious. Well, and I think part of that's also just, you know, and I hate, hate having to go back to it, but the lack of a preseason where you actually start getting a feel for the offense here check this out check this out check this out this is the dallas defensive players in their meeting rooms just listen to mcguffin <laughs> he's passed out <laughs> and asleep in the chair <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly how much attention the dallas cowboys defensive players are paying in meetings <laughs> oh my god mcguffin that's great you must have had a good time at the fire pit bro Hey man, yes. look. Bring me one of those chickens, cunts. I <laughs> one of those chickens, my man. That's right. That's right. That's right. Had a sixer. Had, I mean, oh, you had a sixer? The, oh, geez, no wonder, bro. <laughs> the legacy of the Cowboys, the the legend of the Cowboys, all these players who are like, I want to go to Dallas. There's got to be some pride there. Something it's got to mean something to you, for you to be on this team. To, to just not sit there and just have your thumb up your ass and do nothing. Well, uh, whenever that paycheck goes through, I guess it means something, yeah, but bit, you know, a little, little bit right there to play. Yeah, why so. should I pay? Why, why should you get paid that? I mean, if you're not going to give a hundred percent, why should I give a hundred percent? You know what I mean? It's Hey, look, look, you, here's the best. This sums up Dallas's season right here. Here you go. Hold on. <laughs> this, this is from uh, Ben DiNucci. This NFL thing, it's hard. Huh? Thanks, Ben. (laughs) This NFL thing is hard. Hashtag facts. Womp, womp. (laughs) Okay, Ben didn't exactly play the entire game either. He just sort of was there. Danooch. He's a fun name. I don't know. He. I don't know if he's going to see the field. He was just overwhelmed. Oh, of course. He was definitely not ready. No, he was not. He was. They just blitzed the hell out of that kid. No. Look, the likelihood that they're going to fare well against Pittsburgh is is not good. But zero point zero. Let's just put it this way: Cowboys are fucked. (laughs) And not in a good way. I don't think Cooper Rush is going to make that big of a difference, y'all. No, not really. No. But the thing is, it's it's not even just that. the The amount of mistakes and turnovers that offense makes, even without the quarterbacks involved. I mean, how many fumbles has Zeke had this year when he? really wasn't like that is for the first few years he was in the league he doesn't their line's not the same zeke's not the same he's not turnover definitely was on that team 
the fact that they gave up, they've given up on McCarthy and they're, you know, I mean, I, just like hearing that uh, Jones got salty in his weekly interview, he did. You know, he damn well deserved, you know, he has right to get pissed off about that shit. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think the, J- the you know the Jason Garrett era had run its course. I don't know that McCarthy's the right guy for Dallas. This is another case of a bad season. But one thing that is a a death knell for an NFL coach is if your team quits on you. Mm-hmm. That is that's a that's a bad deal, man. And I didn't think it was a fireable offense for him this year. But if that team lays down at the back half of the season. Unless that's by design in the hopes that they're going to let Dak walk and they're going to just draft a quarterback, you don't want to see your team quit. No. It's one It's one thing to have a bad game, but you guys know when a team has quit, you know. when That receiving core is too talented to quit, yeah. man. Well, that's what you think. So it, it's, it's a tough deal, but, I mean, Cowboys fans, y'all in for a rough season, the rest of it, man. It's just – it's not going to be good. <laughs> And the thing is, is, Dallas isn't the first team to quit on McCarthy. That, that no. At one point, the Packers, once they were if, in certain games, when they were getting beat, they just kind of were like, meh. Meh. Because they just didn't believe in McCarthy anymore. We're out. If they're lucky, maybe they're competitive with Pittsburgh for a quarter or a half. But I have zero faith, barring no. injuries or knocking Big Ben out of there. I have zero confidence that the Cowboys are going to give the Steelers a game because the Steelers. I mean, even if they knock Big Ben out, man, that defense will—they'll just run the ball and kick, punt it, and keep them deep. Yeah, that's all they got. They're going—they're going to pound on them. So, no, no confidence in them against the Steelers. I mean, look, yeah, you can complain about a lot of things and a, a lot of divisions and and all that rigmarole, but let me tell you, these teams coming out of the AFC North, bro. Especially when it's the Steelers and the Ravens. Maybe not so much the Browns. Not yet. Maybe not so much the Bengals. But that that's a good division, man. That's a good division. And uh, the Steelers are going to bring some heat, bro. They're going to bring some heat. Danuch, it doesn't matter if it's Danuch or Cooper Rush or whatever, man. They're going to be in their freaking face. Shannon, I know it's late, so I, I want to ask a couple of things uh, of you. Uh, numero uno. Uh, Colts, Colts, Lions. Uh, any kind of takeaways? Oh, by the way, Detroit, nice uh, seven straight home loss. Good job, y'all. Good job. But <laughs> like, how are you feeling at this point in the season with the Colts, the defense, Rivers, the just what's going on there? Well, they got um, Leonard back this past week, which uh, definitely helped with the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely helps to have all pro. Well, at least all pro at the first two levels. You got uh, Buckner on the line, and then Leonard and the linebackers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> shame y'all didn't keep that dude this year. Hmm? Uh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> that was a first round pick, well spent. Yes, yes, because Kinlaw uh, hasn't done anything yet. Kinwa? No, I'm just kidding. Kinwa. <laughs> Kinwa. You might as well call him that because he's good. been that flavorless. Oh, oh man! Wow! Wow! <laughs> I I know Turn. he's getting acclimated to the game. I'm just salty that the way this team's been playing. Don't damn. don't pay no attention to me. Beer's talking. You know. Uh, don't worry. I I have a direct quote from uh, McGuffin on that trade. What can I say except you're welcome? <laughs> <Just say. laughs> 
<laughs> I guess it makes up for the fact that we took uh, Debo Samuel and you got Paris Lennon. Womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> the look on his face. <laughs> Good old uh, Paris Campbell. Woohoo! Paris Campbell, yep. Yeah. Yeah, Paris Campbell. You understand that? Yes, sir. Roll that one. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, may may have to hit you with a wrestling move tomorrow night, Randy. I don't know, man. After that one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. Although Debo is on the uh, what is it? The COVID list at the moment. Yeah. Well, apparently Bourne ended up uh, testing negative, so... Good. Good. So all those players are going to come off the list because that means they're all, they all tested negative, so... I hope so. And see, that's a, again, that's the thing that's a shame because, you know, I, I still believe they should have moved that game to... I mean, you can't flex anybody else to... Th- excuse me, to Thursday night. But they should have just eaten that game and pushed it back. Eat it, move it back to it, Monday yeah, just, night. Or move it to Saturday. Mm-hmm. Or sa- yeah, Saturday. Because I mean before. that one we had what we've had a couple of games on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think they would move to Saturday because of college football, and I think there's an agree a, a gentleman's agreement to while okay, it's so college. Fri- so move it another day to Friday night. Excuse me. Well, I mean you got some travel complications. The thing is, once Green Bay traveled there, you knew they were playing. But, yeah, true story. Yeah. yeah, I mean once they traveled there, you, kn- you knew they were playing. But I mean, it's just the lead up to it. Just felt like it's like y'all move this thing to just move it to Sunday if nothing else, man, or whatever. But I think some of that again is the money. But see, this is the thing that seems to be happening, and it felt like this at the you know end of the World Series with all the hoopla around Justin Turner and his test, and then getting pulled, and then all the rigmarole and the blowback and the reaction to him being back on field. You know, at some point, whether it was MLB, whether it's the NFL, at some point it almost feels like they're going, you know what, people are going to get sick, people are going to get it, and you got to play. Just shut up, suck it up, and unless half your team is, is, is down or gone. To be fair, if it had been Aaron Rodgers that had the Rona, Maybe they move that game. Oh, they move in that game. You know what I'm saying? You know they move in that game. I think there's some scenarios where they'd be like, "Oh, yeah, okay, all right, we we got we got we got to do the Rona relocation on the schedule." Tom Brady got the Rona. Yeah, we move in that game. Tom Brady. Now we got to slide that one back, (laughs) y'all. Well, and how many players have complained about how the NFL has handled that this year? Where it seems like the NFL just wants to make sure they play games rather than the safety of the players themselves. And and it's a fair argument. I mean, it's I think there is a there is something to be said for saying, you know what, this is our season. This is what we do. We got to find a way to roll forward. And I will say, at least unlike MLB, and look, the season's over, so I don't know how you really punish Justin Turner anyway. They want a ring. He celebrated with his team. I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to suspend the guy in the middle, in the off season? Like, what, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you do? At least he had a reasonable apology. But, well, they had enough time for the PR reps to help him ride it, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> You know, let's make this sound really good, dude. And uh, by the PR reps writing it for him, mm-hmm. they just wrote it. Yes. <laughs> uh, say this. You Thank will you. say this. This is your response. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Repeat after me. Fuck you, MLB. Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, whoa, harsh. But, I mean, there's just, I think we've reached a point with the way it played out in the NHL, and they did a great job. The NBA made it all the way through. 
and I know they with the NFL, you have huge rosters compared to the other leagues. I get it. But you need that depth. I just think we're staring at a point where they're going to go, all right, look, we're gonna, we're gonna, we'll punish you if you do something clearly stupid. Here's looking at you, Raiders. Uh, we're going to punish you if you do something really stupid, whether that's a fine, whether it's you know, maybe taking a draft pick. But for the most part, we're going to play these games. It's the money. It's the same reason they're talking about the playoff expansion. They, they, the they got to they recoup some of the money. I'm not saying they're wrong for wanting to recoup and make the money because that's what's going to pay. You know, I mean, they need that for the you know, basically maintain the league and pay the players. I get it. And you have contractual obligations. You have other things with the television partners. I get it. But I just I, I, I just think it's really unfortunate. And, again, I enjoy the win. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy Green Bay kicked their ass. But there's a part of me that just says, man, should have moved it to – it just should have just moved it back. Because, realistically, if that's a Sunday game, then the 49ers have multiple multiple players back. Should be a better football game. Yeah. But, I mean, it's <clears throat> at this point it is what it is. The NFL yes. made the decision. They right. played the game. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. You know, the only thing I, like I said, the only thing I take away, I mean, mm-hmm. of course, Jaquiski Tart went down with an injury because they're saying turf toe now, but that's just another damn starter getting hurt. But yeah, I yeah, digress. Yeah. You, you got to protect the lead for the total of the number of games lost due to injury, man. You know, at this at this point, we'll, you know, we'll, I guess maybe next week they'll start Beathard against the Saints. Oh, God. Oh, gross. The Saints, the Bills, the Rams. Uh, just, yeah. I know. I hear you. Hey, I'm just, I, you know, I, the the main thing that happened last night was mm-hmm. that touchdown pass with four seconds to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that put the game really? at the over, and Joe Buck with the nod to Al Michaels. You mean the touchdown run by Jarek McKinnon? Here you go. Here you go. Well, whatever. <laughs> there are some people interested to see if the 49ers can yep. get into the end zone. <laughs> they hand it off, and McKinnon is going to take it in. There you go. Yeah, there, I'm sure there's some people that went to bed going, oh, man, I'm sitting pretty, and woke up like, what the fuck? <laughs> Bad can't beats, do it. Can't, can't do, do it. Can't do it. Can't do it, dude. Can't do it, man. Mm-mm. That's why I stay away from that stuff. You know who was probably betting on that game is the Bears' Javon Wims. That's probably why it was sucker punching <laughs> that, <laughs> that same player. Yeah, that motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus, dude, dude. I I know there was a story that that, that if he got spit on and some other stuff was going on, but dude, you're punching a man in the helmet, bro. That's not going to end well for you. Uh, first off, how's your fist? <laughs> this is not going to work, man. Come on, like, oh, man. What the yeah. fuck were you thinking? I don't know. It, you know what? Nobody's he was it. That's the problem. So, nobody's gotten this yet, so clearly deserves this. The classic. I mean, on top of the fine, if I'm, you know, if I'm Nagy, I'd be like, guess what? You ain't playing. See ya. Next game. Yeah. Out of here. How? How? I got to rename that bookmark as just Atlanta. <laughs> right? By, by the way, dear, just, just, just so you know. Dear Todd hey, Gurley. I, how do you I, fuck that up? Go ahead, McGuffin. 
No, let that let that play through. I'll I'll blow that up. Oh yeah, you go. There you go. How do you fuck that up? How do you fuck that up? I just wanted to let you guys know that in case you did not know a number of years ago when the Atlanta did take that 28 to three lead on the Patriots, uh, they did call for the game to be called at that point in time. Oh God. They did. <laughs> I like I, I just like how the guy says yes. Yes. They declared themselves Super Bowl champions at that point in time and they said the game was over. Nope. <laughs> nope. Mushroom, mushroom. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you what. Let me tell you the, the two most defining moments in NFL history of the past couple of years are the freaking New York Giants on the boat. <laughs> Oh God! And twenty-eight-three. <laughs> those are the two most defining moments that completely altered two teams in NFL. You know what I mean? Like the past five years, that's what it is, right? It's the Giants' boat party and the Falcons being like, "We got this, y'all." I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. <laughs> that's it, man. It re- oh, you gotta break out. You gotta break that out. Jay. I mean, it, it, it ruined two franchises, man. Ruined two franchises, uh. bro. Two <laughs> in the trash heap. Oh shit! Get your towels ready. It's about to go down. Everybody in the place hit the fucking deck, but stay on your motherfucking toes. We running this. Let's go. I'm So the Giants were on the boat, and the Falcons were a sinking ship. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Totally. But they didn't know it. Where's Morgan Freeman? (laughs) But they didn't know it. I'm on a boat, motherfucker, take a look at me. Straight floating on a boat. 28 to 3. I'm telling you, it was right there. (laughs) Well played, Captain. Well played. Bring me one of those chickens. <laughs> By oh, the way, man. Dustin, I would like to say some of the memes yep. you've posted recently. Oh, geez. Especially with uh, 45 with the Falcon's head. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was great. Oh, I, I love 45 with the Falcon's head. I thought that was great. That was good. Oh, my God. And, and, I, and I think we do have a special <laughs> message for good old 45. Oh, do we? I mean, God bless. We've done so much dumb crap today. Oh, it, is it this one? And also, don't be the guy that takes a shit in the porta potties. Yeah, forty-five. Don't be that guy. <laughs> don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Because obviously, every time we see him on TV, there is only one thing I know. I hear. Wouldn't you agree, oh, Justin? Oh, as a matter of fact, yeah. Live look in. <laughs> every time, it's all I hear. <laughs> That's tomorrow. This is what and else I That hear. is it for us today, and we will leave you with a. I can't do it. Can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. Yep. We'll do it live. No. We'll do it live. Fuck it. 
Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Right. Fucking thing sucks! See that one reading from that list? Uh, I won. And then Brian Williams was like, Yeah, we cut away from this dude because, uh, yeah, he's not making any sense what. When Brian Williams, I was there, is saying, You don't make any sense, you got some issues. Look. <laughs> That was beautiful, obviously. Obviously, I think, I, look, I think the only person that made less sense recently was Manfred getting interviewed after the World Series. Well, it's a bittersweet <laughs> night for us. Um, we're glad to be done. Um, what I happened? Think it's a great was this dude doing shots? Was there something going on with this guy? Accomplishment for our players to get the season completed, but obviously I mean, like, I don't, I don't want to make fun of the dude, right? That's not this what it's about. This motherfucker was hitting it. <laughs> I mean, He's hitting the socks or something. Bro. Bro. our players test positive. We <laughs> learned during the game that Justin was a positive. He was immediately isolated. Damn, Shannon, sounds spread. like you. It does sound like me when I'm hammered. <laughs> if only they were pushing him around the stadium in a chair, we'd know it was a MacGuffin impersonation. We'd know that. Uh, by the way, we need to start wrapping up. We need to get that. We, we need to get out of here. So uh, <laughs> we do need to touch on the World Series really quickly. Uh, but uh, just before we forget about it, uh, uh, dear Lindy, welcome to the world of most football fans. <laughs> you've got you've got two decades that you can enjoy for the rest of your life for sure. Welcome uh, back to pre two thousand one. Yeah, uh, man. Well, welcome it, back to reality. Well, you you know what's it what's what's tough about that? I mean, the Bills won, Patriots lose, obviously. Uh, it was twenty four twenty one. It's not like it's not like they got the doors blown off of them, right? Uh, but for Newton to to cough up the ball with was about thirty seconds left, and that fumble seals 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 the loss for the Patriots. I mean, the thing is, the Bills had lost thirty five of their last thirty nine games to the Patriots, and I know they're not Bruh. the same team. I know they had players opt out. I know Newton battled. You know what I mean? I know they had some Rona stuff. That team, the struggle is real, dude. They are they are two and five, two and five, and I have faith in Belichick. And we can talk about they, you know, they blew their wad for the you know, last couple of years. Look, they got hardware for it. Their bad year. Most teams, believe me, if if you if you tell me you you, you wouldn't trade. A, a shit couple of years for their last two decades, man. You're lying. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're lying, dude. But it, it's it's a tough year, man. It's a tough year. But it's so strange to see them at this point. And I, I like I'm, I'm not gonna hate on Cam, but it does feel like you know what they were right out of the gate was different. Uh, and the the struggle's just tough, and the, their margin for error is very small. They clearly have some personnel limitations. I don't think, you know, you're never going to get Cam Newton, you know, the best of what Cam Newton was. I just think he's past that point in his career with his throws and, and just the just the physical toll on his body. But well, even Julian Edelman doesn't feel the same no. that he has in the past. No, no. And it's really interesting. They've mentioned a few different times now how mm -hmm. since Cam has come back from COVID, 
that he's just a completely different player. Like yeah. it's still like, almost like it's still lingering and yes. still affecting him. Some of his passes, I, I was watching part of the game the other day, and you know, like he hasn't always had the best throwing motion, but like his passes were just all over the place. Not not just off, but like yeah, like you say, just all over the place like I mean, think about what denver you know how they played against them and how many times they picked him off and the how the niners just absolutely housed him and how much they picked him off it's like he could he's not even running like he was when the season started before he no hit what was on COVID. so the COVID list so it's one of those things where I don't think it's like people didn't realize how much it really affects you as an athlete because your lungs are compromised. So you probably, he's probably just still trying to even get back to even some semblance of being healthy. Yeah. I mean, we can speculate all over the place. The reality is their margin for error is small. They don't have the depth that they used to have. They don't have the same degree of talent that they had before. Some of that is yes. Some salary cap issues, which clearly Belichick has, you know, acknowledged. Um, yeah. Some of it is is just injury. Some of it's opt out. Some of it's depth. Some of it's, you know, what they expended and how they allocated their resources to get through the last you know four years, um, and now they're, you know, it's just a, it's a whole different landscape for them. But I I don't believe like, let me rephrase that. What they appeared to be early in the season is not what they seem to be now, and that's I do. To me, I feel like the Rona deal, whatever their margin of error was, and you know what I'm saying, like it, it just it, that was like enough to push them over the edge to go where, yeah, <laughs> sorry man, definitely not your year, dude. <laughs> you know, well, by the time we're talking about Stidham and some of these other people coming in and playing, based on what we're seeing with the Patriots, I don't even think, and it's I know it's a bit of a bold statement, but I don't even think Brady could help this team right now. They'd be better with Brady. But they, it, it just, it, I don't think any of it would really matter, man. I mean, it's just, you I don't know. think that offensive line is good enough to protect Brady. And you've got to figure that he, he would make the adjustments necessary. They, he would. They'd be the thing better. Is, such a deficit in talented wide receiver for that team. And just the weapons in general. I mean, they've been decimated by injury and the and covid list stuff it's but he just he he just makes everybody better like he he's just the crazy part is it's like you know i i have seen the the videos so many times of when the colts beat the patriots in that afc championship game and like all it would have taken is Rashade Caldwell catching. Oh my God! A wide open fucking pass for them to win that game, and he drops it, and then apparently his eyes become the size of his head. Which, which I don't know if it was the camera messing up or if his eyes are actually just that big. Like, no, well, that dude's eyes are huge. And you, know, you saw that that offseason they went out and got Randy Moss and Wes Welker uh, for Tom Brady. And and that's when they had that 18-0 start to their season where it was derailed by the Giants in the Super Bowl. But, like, Tom Brady, man, like, when they, when they gave him weapons, yikes. Like, it was really We're scary. Oh, my Lord. Year. How about yeah. this headline? Uh, this is good old uh, Nesson. 
Should the Patriots trade Bill Belichick? Peter King explores a very bold idea. That would be extremely bold. I don't know that I'd be going that far. Maybe maybe I just ripped, maybe that was just a speculative post. You know, for some reason I thought they had signed another dude, but maybe I'm just you know maybe that was I mean, just some, some look, crap man, floating through the feed if, that was if, just um, junk. If, um, That's okay, Jerry though. Jones and Dak can come back healthy, yeah, I'll, I'll make that trade. <laughs> uh, well, that would really, why not? Yeah, that would be really interesting. Um, I'm not sure Bill would coach, but. <laughs> I, 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 I think dude. Bill Bill Belichick's own has earned the right to whether he can. I don't think he could be traded at this point, like a true veteran player. But um, no, I, I think you got to ride that one until he until he retires. I mean, I, yeah, I just, if you're if you're Robert Kraft, that's that that's your guy till. Um, and honestly, I think Belichick's gonna just hang up, hang around till. Uh, I would. I would. He, think- he breaks some records. Yeah, maybe. I would think that uh, he's going to be driven by because clearly Brady's having a good year in Tampa Bay. We'll see what that year finishes out to be. Okay, who knows? We got to see how it ends. Yeah. Uh, but there's no way in my mind that Bill Belichick's going to be like, okay, Brady left, our team stinks. Well, I'm done. Bye. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't seem like him at all. I, th- I that, think that's not a Bill no, Belichick move. No, no. I, I think they're going to find a way to rebuild, reload, and go. It, they're qu- the, the issue is going to be obviously finding their quarterback. Cam Cam's a rental. Cam's a rental. I don't think he's the same post COVID as he was pre COVID. And that again, that team's margin for error was very very small due to the depth issues and the the players that they lost for opting out. But this might end up being one of those things, much like for the 49ers, where they're a good organization that that is just for turnover injury player loss retirements whatever you know it's just it's their time to if you're going to have a down year how do you leverage what you gain from that year whether it's playing young players shedding salary getting better draft choices whatever it is what do you do when you have that happen and i would like to believe both for an organization like San Francisco with Lynch and Shanahan, and certainly for the Patriots with Belichick, that if it's going to be a down year, that they're going to find a way to get something out of it. And then, you know what I mean? And I think Belichick's still up for those kind of challenges. When it's his time, I'm sure he'll walk away from the game with his head held high. But I don't don't think it's his time. It's just, I think it's just a down year with a weird season, a funky scenario. And I I don't think Cam is the same player post-COVID. I just don't. Well, we knew this season was going to be weird to begin with. And honestly, I think Belichick might not retire until he surpasses Shula. Because he is well within reach of that. He just has he to, is. has like five or six more years. I don't know. If he it, can make it. If the team can be competitive. Well, they'll get back competitive. So, what do you, <laughs> how funny would it be if, if, if uh, Garoppolo ends back up in New England? I mean, I guess it's not impossible. Oh, it's definitely not impossible. It's definitely not impossible. It's I mean, impossible. <laughs> Are you channeling your inner Emmett Smith? The impossible. Right. <laughs> I mean, with some of the guys who could potentially become a free agent that Shanahan knows and can work with, yeah, it's always possible that Garoppolo could end up back in New England. It, it, let me l- l- let's look at this a different way, Randy. If 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 if. Shanahan moves moves on from Garoppolo. Are you feeling? Well, I hope they just draft somebody, or do you think that's an opportunity space for somebody like Matt Ryan, 
or if you really want to suffer, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I think if we're gonna do it. if if we were to move on from Garoppolo, I would I would expect signing a veteran like Matt Ryan, but also drafting his heir apparent because we know Ryan's at Ryan is at that age where he's only got so much time left. Right. Because obviously we've seen Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard are not the answer. They can come in and fill in duty and be serviceable at times. Mm -hmm. But if we were going to move on, yeah, it would have to be both. It wouldn't be just one or the other. It's not like, oh, we're going to suck and get Trevor Lawrence or do what, or wait. They're not not that bad. They're definitely not running for that. You know, try to wait on someone like Kirk Cousins to be for Minnesota to be like, you know what, we're done with you. It's more or less making sure that we have someone that can fill in right now. Just don't ask then... Kirk Cousins to take knees in prime time. You're going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> someone to fill in right now and then someone who can develop under Shanahan who fits what he's looking for. Yeah. It would have to be the same, both in the same year. It's it. I can't see them starting a rookie, unless he's comes out and he's firing like Burrow or Herbert, and that those those are rare. Oh, those quarterbacks rare. are rare. I mean, even though Tua had sat on the bench and watched and learned, he still wasn't great because he. I'm, but I think part of that's also. Probably a nervousness trying to get those jitters out. Let's see what he looks like as the season progresses and he right. gets some more PT in her, you know what I mean? Cuts his teeth a little bit in the league and we'll see where his throws are and if they start opening up the playbook. And, and it know, could be just a nervousness yeah, because he sure. hasn't played in so long. He doesn't know what his body's going to do when getting hit. Yes. That is, it's get it's just like with Alex Smith getting those first few hits in to just kind of test the waters and kind of see how you feel after that. Yeah. So maybe Tua turns out to be exactly what everybody was hoping he would be in maybe. Miami, but and, and or maybe he doesn't. Who knows? Like I said, it's very difficult to always gauge quarterbacks, first round pick quarterbacks in general. You know, it seems like it's always like the third, fourth, second round guys who really make their mark more so than first rounders half the time. Well, we'll see what they do. I mean, there's a part of me. First of all. Let's hope Shanahan wants nothing to do with Kirk Cousins. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Matt Ryan would be an interesting bridge. But he would fit. He would. Well, I mean, obviously there's some familiarity, and uh, Shanahan would know how to get good ball out of uh, Matt Ryan, and uh, I think he'd be sure not to choke out any big leads, <laughs> I would think. Um, but that's a, that's a much different – that's a that's an attitude team with a different level of physicality than – yeah, the fact that I I just don't know that you're ever going to get that out of Atlanta, but you certainly didn't get it then. Uh, well, look, uh, we're, we're, it's getting pretty late, so um, we need we need to start tying a bow on this thing. So I do want to ask, as far as World Series reaction or thoughts, whether that's just the Dodgers winning or making fun of the Astros and their uh, trash analytics, um, <laughs> whether you want to raise a glass or, or poke a little fun. Feel free to wrap up any NFL thoughts. Shannon, are you awake over there? Oh, he's he's out, man. Look at look at Shannon. Shannon's asleep again. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. Sh- uh, this, this is Shannon would cross the goal line when they don't need to. He would he would totally t- 
He would tie Gurley this thing. Oh, yes. The Falcons and finding new ways to lose. Nobody loses like Atlanta. Nobody. And it's definitely, I was shocked to see that. But, and the thing is, he really did try to pull up, but his momentum was just too much. Couldn't do it. But uh, as far as the World Series goes, I mean, I didn't really watch as much as I probably could have. But to be in an elimination game, to be in the final game, and for Tampa Bay to pull a dude who's just lighting it up and is just solid, who hadn't thrown a ton of pitches really, because, you know, once you get up in the 100s, it's one thing. But if you're below 80, pitchers are usually pretty good for a little bit longer. Yeah. So for that... I just think that's a, a coaching faux pas. That's just a mistake. That shouldn't have happened. I think you just go with the guy, the hot hand, and he ha- and he literally was playing his heart out. So to do that and to derail everything you worked hard just to make, try to force game seven. Well, I mean, it's like it's like there's there's two parts, right? I mean, Snell in a six, okay, one on one out, one zero lead. The dude had been dealing, man. No runs, no walks, non-strikeouts. Right? He's rolling. So, to pull Snell out, it's not just pulling Snell. It's replacing him with Nick Anderson, who gives up a couple of runs, a home run letter to Mookie Betts, dodges a lot the title down. You know what I mean? It, it's both. And I know right. that you can make the argument when people want to talk about the analytics side, and this is where I meant to have the, the sixth inning, but I don't think he went through the sixth inning at all this year. So, Look, his ERA in the playoffs, first four innings, 1.35. After the fourth inning, 12.56. <laughs> he, I mean, that's a big jump. So we know hit the Dodgers for four, for four and two-thirds. And, you know, then the Dodgers, you're worried they're going to light them up. So, you and know. I, mean, I get it. They're, they're, they're more concerned about the fact that past a certain point, he's he just seems to fall off. But when you also look at the fact that it's an elimination game, this is, you know, it's do or die. Yeah. He's probably more mentally locked in to, to deal and make, and to make, make his pitches more than he probably had been the entire playoffs. This, yeah. It's all or nothing right now. You got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, Dodgers did what they had to do. You know, Kershaw finally, finally. Good, good for him. You know, good for him gets you know gets his ring and <laughs> we saw a team that was the heavy favorite at the beginning at the beginning of the season anyway to to win it all yes. and they were and they did and good on bets for coming in and just doing what he always does he, for better or for worse i mean he just absolutely killed it in the playoffs it's great double steal i mean it, no, he's a hell of a player and it still it still blows my mind that boston wouldn't pay that guy Blows my mind. I mean, why not? Just pay the man. Pay the uh, you man. know, and show me the money. And uh, look, I, you know he's going to be expensive, but let's not pretend like the Red Sox couldn't make that work. Let's not but, pretend. Okay, he's the type of player you build a team around. Yes. So there has to be a little salt in the wound for Red Sox fans watching Mookie doing that and balling out and getting a ring. I mean, he gets paid, he gets a ring. You know, I mean that's a that's a great deal. That's a that worked out pretty well for Mookie. He's what you call a five-tool player. You don't let those types of players go. He can run. He can throw. He can hit. He can hit for power. He can hit for average. There's just you 
just, yeah, those are the guys you don't let go. Those are the guys you build around. Yeah. And the Dodgers really lucked out the fact that they were able to sign him because he was clearly the missing piece they needed. Yeah. Well, I mean, see, at the end of the day, I didn't really have a dog in the fight when it came with came to the Dodgers and the Rays. I mean, I think the Rays being young and unexpected, I suppose, they had a great run. I think you have to appreciate their seat. You know what I mean? Like what they mm-hmm. did. You have to appreciate what, what the Rays did. Analytics and Moxie got them pretty far. But I was happy for the Dodgers. And, and look, I know they're a big market, big spending, whatever team. I get it. I don't. It's not like I'm like, yo, I love the Dodgers. I mean, I, <laughs> whatever. But I do believe that the way that things went down, clearly with the Astros and probably was, you know, on some level with the Red Sox, um, it felt like a little bit of sports baseball justice for them to get their ring. You know what I mean? So next year they can suck ass. That's fine. But it was kind of nice to see them get that. It it felt like it just felt like it was good that it came back around and they were able to seal the deal for Dave Roberts and and just for Kershaw. So I hope they enjoy the offseason, man. I hope they they party as hard as Manfred did in between the end of the game and that interview. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Anyway. Shots. Shots. They're doing some shots. So. Well, and the, the, the nice thing is is to think about is next year we should get maybe as regular of a season as we would we would get. Obviously, maybe uh, still more than likely dealing with COVID issues. So, but more than a sixty game season where maybe they'll figure out a better way of de- handling uh, those lost games from COVID yeah. rather than how they handled this past year, where team basically basically this is a week. And you have to figure out how to fit their schedule in for the rest of the season. It's the sixty-four thousand dollar question that'll be answered at another date and time. There you go. There you go. Because they gotta understand what's going on and move on from there. Well, look, we haven't even done a salute o'clock. My drinks are empty, but I, <laughs> I, I do think we. <laughs> I drank my. Uh, I had a a Jack and Coke, and then my bottle of Jack. Excuse me, was empty, so I had a Maker's Mark. <laughs> and some coke just for nice, good measure. Justin. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, if I'm gonna raise a glass to anybody tonight, I'm gonna raise a glass to John Lester, thanking Cubs fans by buying them. I love this forty-seven thousand dollars in beer. Tremendous. That, that's all. Tremendous. He sent out a tweet. He said, "Uh, it was it was uh, the weekend of the thirtieth to the first. He said, I'm buying y'all my favorite. Regardless of what's next, I want to thank the fans for the past six years. So this mm. weekend." I'm buying y'all my favorite beer. Mm-hmm. And he listed off a couple of places and just said, just tell them your first middle lights on me. Tell them to put it on John's tab. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, what, a, what a tremendous gesture, man. He sent out a, he sent out a tweet once they had hit 3,466 beers on his tab. <laughs> oh, there's another tweet with 4,838. Good Lord. That's a lot of beer, man. That's a lot of beer, but you know what? That's a class act. That's and, a great uh, move, man. Are you kidding? Those uh, fans are gonna—they're gonna, they're gonna be like, "Yeah, thank you." Respect. I mean, he, he'll never have to buy another beer in that town again. Well, he's bought enough, hadn't he? <laughs> I mean, if you personally—if you, pers- you personally buy five thousand beers, you ought to be able to roll through one of those bars and be like, "Yo, slide me a middle light, though." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hook me up, bruh. 
<laughs> I mean, he is John Lester after all. Yeah. And brought them a World Series championship. Just saying. <laughs> anyway. Well, bro, I had a, at least for the brewing uh, purposes, I had a Memals Mean Cobbler from uh, Hardywood. Nice quality. And I had uh, I had a bit of a center of the universe night. Uh, the uh, Bee Orange Blossom Honey Ale, which is the last of the birthday beer. Oh. And uh, the Oatmeal Raisin Cookie Porter. Nice. And uh, But obviously, since it's been a few weeks, obviously RIP Sean Connery. Yes. Hell of a life. Uh, uh, definitely incredible the, life. Definitely my favorite Bond. But he's done so much more than just Bond. So. I will say this. I, I'm looking at my – I have a picture of the um, – uh, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, and Sammy uh, Davis Jr. behind me on mm-hmm. my wall. Who got more tail between him and Sinatra? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, th- they got to be up there comparing stories at this point between Sean Connery and Frank Sinatra. Who got more tail between those two? I don't know, but there, there was a, probably enough in that Petri dish to invent an STD. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll actually say my bet would be uh, Sean Connery because think about how many women he could just woo with his voice alone. Oh, just the accent. Yeah. yeah. And so, wasn't he a Mystery Universe at one point? He was, it, he was a bodybuilder. I think he almost played soccer. He did a lot of <laughs> stuff. I mean, yeah, an incredible life. Uh, and side note, um, I saw somebody post this, and, and I think we stuck him in the chat. And it was like crazy. And it was like uh, Sean Connery died on 10 31 20. And one plus zero plus three plus one plus two plus zero equals oh oh seven. You just moved. I got I gotta tell you, man, on that day I was shaken, not stirred. Yeah. <laughs> Is that too soon? Oh, okay. No, no. Because <laughs> what what it means, Shannon, is that you were shaken off. <laughs> I'm in. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Shaking off, baby. <laughs> You're welcome. My man. <laughs> what can I say except you welcome? Damn right. <laughs> and you know what, Shannon? <clears throat> just because, and I hate to say it, but <clears throat> you weren't, you know, just because you weren't able to get me to say what you want me to say, I, I guess you just got to let it go, man. Seriously? So don't be the guy that takes his shit in the poor pots. <laughs> all right? I, I, I went in there. I about threw up. All right? Have a little... Come on, y'all. You're right. Randy, <laughs> do you want me to bring that mean... That memo's mean cobbler tomorrow night? Let it go. Let it go. Do you really not want me to bring that? <laughs> he doesn't. Oh, he wants it. He's just got to say those, the, the, those magic three words. lovely words. Those magic words? And hey, look, let's the just do it. magic words. Let's do it live. I, do with a, I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. Well, You're going to do it live? We'll do it live. Night? Fuck it. <laughs> do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. I'm sorry. Fucking nothing's really come up sucks. that's actually worth it. You know, yeah. Usually, Justin... You've been the one that's actually been having these articles where I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. Let me scroll through my messenger real quick and see if there's <laughs> anything that I may have saved that might uh, might encourage that. 
I'll just give me a second. How did that not save a really bizarro news story? That's incredible. I usually send one, at least one completely ridiculous news story to myself. Unreal. I did no such thing. Sorry, man. Fail. Parker Parker Titsworth is just disappointed in us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Number 69 is disappointed in us. Yeah, he should be. That's lame. Oh, shoot. He left us. The only thing I got. Not, not Parker. I'm talking about Randy. Scroll back down. I don't. I don't. Oh, for fuck's sake, Randy! Come on. He left us, man. He did, left did he actually? He's gone. He's gone. Whoa! I think he accidentally left us, but. Fucker. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that. That motherfucker. I guess that's Just our. Kidding. Maybe his computer crashed. Yeah. Maybe. So you're not gonna say it? All right, Todd Gurley. This. <sighs> Oh, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Oh, my goodness. All right, well. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't cross the line. Just go down. Uh, my fantasy owners wanted the touchdown, and we lose the game. I hope uh, I hope as we get through the holiday season, and Randy left too early because now I actually have something. I hope as we get through the holiday season, as we uh, live the scorched earth transition with 45, Feel free, not only does Cards Against Humanity list uh, uh, the president's address at Mar-a-Lago for feedback and cards, uh, feel free to send Christmas cards to the POTUS, uh, Old 45, and if nothing else, there's only one thing you really have to say as we go into the holiday season. <laughs> Try not to be a cunt, it's Christmas. There you go. <laughs> I, that, that's brilliant. I love those ladies, man. That's the only. They're the best. That's your Christmas card. <laughs> to to Mar-a-Lago, right there. I love them. Let her rip. <laughs> All right. Oh, and by the way, Justin. Yeah, what? <clears throat> just because it hasn't been done since I've been on the podcast, balls. Oh, gosh. Is that really what you want? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here you go. Oh my God! Who the hell oh, cares? You said balls. Two chicks at the same time, man. Hey now. Hey. <laughs> All right, man. You gave me some Leroy Jenkins. Oh, you want Leroy on the exit? Yeah, you might as well. <clears throat> Why not? What the hell? Leroy! <laughs> All right, brother. It's good to catch up. Randy, good night, wherever you went. I'm going to assume this computer just crashed. That was the end of that. It happens. What are you going to do? You know what's funny is I told, I told Sarah, I was like, you know, we're not going to be up till 3. We're starting early because the guy said they wanted to do Friday, and it'll be great. And blah, blah, blah. And so yeah, what happens? Bad, what happens? We start late. You show up in the second half. It's fucking, oh, excuse me, it's 3.15. Holy crap. Time to go to bed.
My bad, bro. That's okay, man. You had fun with the fire pit. That's all <laughs> right, man. All, all we did in the interim is uh, we talking about practice. practice. Not a game. It's not okay. a game. Not, not a game. game. We talking mm -hmm. about practice. We talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? I will say this. I, I'm I'm, I'm actually kind of excited because I think I'll actually get to see the Colts this week because they play Baltimore, and I'll get to see them Thursday night against Tennessee. Tennessee. So I actually get to see two Colts games, which I'm kind of excited about. The Ravens going to be able to run on them, man. Uh, that's going to depend on Darius Leonard and company. Mm. We'll see. Um, we we shall see. All right, brother. Oh, oh, there, oh, look, Randy's back. What the hell? Randy, what happened to you? Oh, do you have to add him? I did. Oh, there he is. <laughs> oh, there's a helicopter sound. Is he coming in via <laughs> helicopter? Return the meeting. Oh, oh, he's trying to... Ah, there he is. There he is. Hey. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? For fuck's sake, man. <laughs> yes! Yes! My router reset. Literally, I, all of a sudden, I'm like, everything went black. I went, what the fuck? And I looked down, and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> sure, the router reset. All of a sudden, I saw your faces just frozen on my screen. I went, okay, what the hell happened? And then it disappeared. Frozen? Holy crap. Your router, your router, let it go. What the yeah, hell? It did. Let it go. <laughs> what the hell, man? That's bullshit. Oh, he's frozen again. Oh yeah. no, the there he goes. <laughs> Tell your router not to be a cunt. T R U M P. Boom. There you go. <laughs> All right. That's enough for me. I'm out. <laughs> Late. Late. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, our home field. Oh, uh, real quick, guys. What? What? Clemson or Notre Dame tomorrow night? Or Clemson. Tonight, I should say. Clemson. 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 That's who I got, too. And what the hell is that dude's name? I don't know. <laughs> Freshman quarterback for Clemson. That's all you got to know. I'm telling you. It, it wouldn't shock me if Notre Dame pulled it out. Whoa. Well, they, I mean, well, that is, that's what she said. It, 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 it is a Catholic school. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there is a kid from uh, Thomas Dell who does play for Notre Dame. Uh, he's returned kicks and uh, plays running backs. So, uh, uh, that that that's cool. We got some people around here who are always pulling for him. But um, I I think Dabo, he he knows he knows what he's doing, and I, I think the talent at Clemson just is far superior and to Notre Dame. They're so. yeah, they're, they're ridiculous, man. They're ridiculous. But yeah, the pullout method, man. Check out the big brain on Brad. There you go. Oh, you were finished. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> I don't know, Sam. I mean, they, they, they may have to have Sam remove uh, old 45 from office. He said he'd, they'd have to carry him out kicking and dragging. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. That's right. They speak English and what? 
Shut the fuck up, fat man. This ain't none of your goddamn business. There you go. All right. Okay. Okay. We can keep the perfect vision of hell. (laughs) It's about right. Oh God, Ice T. Don't compare Satan and Donald Trump. Satan's not as evil. (laughs) That was terrible. That was terrible. God, that was so So, funny. so, So terrible. Anyway, all right. Well, I look forward to the next batch of uh, political memes. I'm sure I'll find a couple. I might have to go surfing on Reddit to find the next batch of stuff. Facebook. Dude, there's been some gold the yeah. last few days. Facebook's been drying up a little bit, but uh, that just means I need to deep dive on Reddit and find the really wretched stuff, and then post no. that. And then post <laughs> that. That that'll probably knock a few people off my friends list. So <laughs> maybe I like I like how one of my one of my aunts was like, "You need to respect." the president <laughs> i wrote back i was like i respect the office of the president <laughs> i do memes are just the social commentary of social media it's it's like satire and you know i, I said a couple of things but it's like it's like it's like it's okay clearly <laughs> some people it's like it's it, are you new to the internet it's just a meme relax y'all either have a laugh or carry on it's okay Anyway, sat tire. What what was that? What you mean? The onion's not real. Crap. I mean, damn it, damn it. I, I Justin. What? I mean, it's a joke, not a dick. Don't take it so hard. That's I mean, I, can I say that? <laughs> can I say that? <laughs> yes, you just did. Okay. We'll do okay. it live. Just making sure. No. We'll do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> And on that note... Fuck the city. Oh, Fuck the king. Fuck the king's god. Fucking whore. Cunts. Bring me one of those chickens. There you go. That's right. There it is. Eat shit, dwarf. All right. On that note... All right, let's get out of here. This is already going to be a shit storm for me to clean this up tomorrow morning. God bless. Uh, but anyway, as always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, LostSportsCaster.com, our home feed on Podbean, keywords are sports and brew. We know you love sports. We know you love brew and... Thankfully, you apparently love us if you made it through this freaking podcast. My God. But when you get some some good shenanigans in there, you just got to wade through a sea of shit. You got to wade through the swamp <laughs> to get to it. Drain that's, the swamp, baby. Right. Drain the swamp. That's right. That's right. But from all of us, all of you, enjoy the weekend. <laughs> enjoy the football. And uh, we will catch you a little bit later, hopefully next week. But we'll catch you a little bit later on the flip side. All right. Uh, thanks, guys. As always, it's good to see you. Good, good to catch up. And uh, go get some rest, man. All right. Late. All right, gents. Good night. Night. Cunts. <laughs> Cunts. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I like how I toggled off the page and it was like, cunt. <laughs> then I went back to, and <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. All right, gents. Get some rest. I'll catch you later. Good night, friends. All right, y'all. Be right, good. Late. Night. Bye.